No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. You may find yourself wearing the same thing day in and day out. But you know what? You don't have to do that. You can go to shoptourbus.com. Shop Tour Bus. Yes, what? That's what I said. <laughs> Shop Tour Bus? Uh-huh. Yeah. Shop Tour Bus. And you can go over there and see the amazing Grateful Dead inspired designs they have on shoptourbus.com or at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram. These are amazing designs done with thought, intention, love, and the greatest depth of understanding of the Grateful Dead universe you can imagine. And, and they get people's attention. I wore my trucking one and my Let It Grow one to the Skull and Roses Festival the first two days, and I got so many compliments and people coming up because you don't see these on everybody. No. no and you're not just going to get the hoodie or the shirt or the whatever that you order from them. You're going to get a really awesome keepsake box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside. You're going to get all kinds of extras, and some of you are going to get a miracle Grateful Dead bootleg on a the bootleg? inside. And they have some cool stuff going on over there right now. Tell them about it, Apple. Yeah, they are plotting their third dead set with the kind folks at Berlinetta Brewing just three weeks from today. This was posted on April 6th. Some insane reels, a brand new tour bus tease Uh coming out, dead red brews and grill master decks on the West Indian goodness. Get a sitter, block your calendar. It's going to be a spectacular evening. And you can check that out. If you go to at shop tour bus on Instagram, which will also connect you to at Berlinetta Brewing if you want to go check out that. Yeah. Right on. And also you're going to get free shipping if you put in the promo code No, no Simple, Simple Road. Road when you check out at Shop Tour Bus. They're going to hook you up with free shipping. So not only are you getting some new clothes, but you can go hang out with the good folks at Berlinetta Brewing and Shop Tour Bus and have some barbecue, listen to a Grateful Dead reel, and you're going to be one of the first to see this new shirt drop. So check it out, Shop Tour Bus. You may have boring lights in your house. You probably do. And with one click of a button, you can change that. How? You can go to shh. <laughs> you can go to shh. Well, I was going to send go you to. Shut the hell up. <laughs> you can go to electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram uh-huh. and look at all of the amazing lights that they have that are not boring. So. Us trying to explain IQ technology and all that interlocking stuff you, quadrilateral. It, look, it's just so much easier for you to use your phone and go go to 
Electric fish. Thank you. <laughs> lights. Electric fish lights. And see lights. what the hell we're wow. talking about. They are amazing lights. They even come with a color-changing bulb upgrade that you can get. You can get a Bluetooth speaker upgrade bulb. You can get shapes like a fish. We've or got a one. Heart. We got a fish hanging right here. A fish fish. Yep. Yeah. Fish fish. I, I have a minion on Assen. <laughs> yes, you do. Mel has a sloth. I sure I do. also have a Philadelphia Eagles one because they have all your sports teams covered. They're they're dope. Yep. Yeah, and so this is the opposite of boring lights. Opposite of that. Yep. And you're getting 25% off when you put wow. in the promo code NSR and you're getting Delaware Magic in your box. There really is no reason for you not to order one, especially after you go to electricfishlights.com yeah. and see what they're doing. And order one for your kids. They have the cutest designs. Aww. I just, I, I still, when we just stayed, I stayed in Jasper's room and he has the cutest little jellyfish that I forgot that were in there. And they, they'll just make your kids so happy too. Yeah. I mean, there's something for everybody. Yeah. Promo code NSR, 25% off electricfishlights.com. Fin and Wheel is a boutique art of the Grateful Dead. Yeah, they that is absolutely they what they are. Are creating posters. They have about six different posters, and they all have that simple, beautiful, clean line, um, inspired by Pacific Northwest, their love of surfing, their love of the outdoors, and of course, the Grateful Dead. These are posters that you're going to want to frame and hang above your fireplace, or in your man cave, or in your music room in your house. They're going to set it off. It's a conversation starter. It's a it's a wonderful piece of art. It looked great in a kid's room, too. Yeah, it absolutely would. And when you go to finandwheel.com and you're going to check out, down at the bottom on the left-hand side is a currency converter that converts that price to USD instead of Canadian dollars, and the price drops. So, yeah, $49.46 US cost. There you go, Apple. And you're getting 10% off when you put in the promo code NSR, and they're hooking you up with free stickers. So go to finandwheel.com, look at all the wonderful designs that they have over there. Get yourself one, frame it up, put it up, start some conversation, and you'll have some boutique Grateful Dead art in your house. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, 
and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. everybody welcome back welcome back hey this is mel and aaron and apple hey now no simple road family this week's guest on no simple road is our homegrown bodie mojo what what welcome to the show bodie mojo and welcome to the house that was great having you it was amazing having them over here hanging out with us it's my favorite when a band actually is here in person with us the energy of the conversations is completely different and um this was one of those that didn't disappoint and well how about when the lead singer of that band brings you chai well how about (laughs) when the lead singer of that band plays your birthday party how about when the lead singer of that band invites us to be a part of their festival of Mojo Fest, Bodie, what? Mojo Family Fest. How, yeah. How about when that when when Jack has like become a really good friend of ours for a while now, and that this one was a long time coming trying to get set up. But these are busy guys. They're yeah, they out are. there all the time. They're playing. awesome. And not for nothing, we we scheduled them to come to the house, and then we all got COVID. Yeah. So we had to cancel because we didn't want to. We, we want to spread that. Wah. We want to spread love, but we don't want to spread COVID. <laughs> yeah, we want to spread we a lot of things. Nasty shit to ourselves, and then you know, give the other beautiful things. Mm-hmm. And, this and that's what we is did. A beautiful gift. If you are not familiar with Bodhi Mojo, go follow them on yes. Instagram and all the places. Check out their music. This is um, Pacific Northwest up and coming jam band that, uh, you know, man, the, one of my favorite things about moving up here is the local jam music scene. And these guys are part and parcel with all that. And, Seeing them play the first time, I was amazed at the um, uh, bravery <laughs> of this band. Yes, that that's the thing that's that stood out more. I, they're yep. amazing musicians. Don't get me wrong; like these guys rock, but the risk taking in this band is yeah. off the charts. And w- that's really strange because we all felt that. Like separately, we all came together after that and talked about how courageous they are and mm-hmm. how they like to take chances and that's incredible in a band yeah it's it's i mean in the jam scene like with the large bands like fish and blah 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 they they take risks too but it's you have to like be a musician to see it happening and sometimes it can go past and look slick do you know what I mean? Like 
but this is like they're going for it and when they go for it and make it it's like watching the best touchdown you've ever oh, yeah. seen and like, even if you go for it and don't make it you fucking tried and so what if you didn't kill it? You'll kill it next time. Yeah, and that's good. That's going out there. That's putting it all out on exactly. stage. Putting it all on stage and not being afraid. And, that, yep. and that's one of the things about like up and coming bands that I almost enjoy more than the more polished big acts is that these guys are like playing for their lives. Yes. You know what I mean? And that energy comes through and you can feel it when you go to these local shows the energy is crisp and it's thick and hungry Yeah, and it's dope. It's, it's yeah, it's exciting. So I'm excited for everybody that listens to no simple road to know about Bodie Mojo and uh, you all should. And I'm sure within the next few years, they'll be playing your local markets here across the country because they're getting ready to bust out of this PNW box that we're in. But sure are. Um, these guys are amazing. Throw them a follow on Instagram, go download all their stuff. And um, they have a couple things going on. So on 4-15 this Friday, they have um, Mojo uh, is Dead. They are playing a special set exclusively Grateful Dead songs. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to do that at the Kenton Club, which is in the southeast of Portland. And we mentioned it a little bit ago, but they are also going to be um, having Mojo Fest. Mojo Family Mojo Fest. Fa- Mojo Family Fest. Um, that's going to be June 24th through the 26th in Washougal, Washington. I heard that No Simple Road was going to be there. No Simple Road what? is I indeed going to be there. Oh. We are definitely going to be collaborating with them. We're going to be doing some, you know, maybe some intros. We're going to be doing some podcasting. We're going to be doing some Q&As. All kinds of stuff. But we're going to add to the, you know, the... Ambiance. Ambiance of this gorgeous uh, Washougal, Washington setting. So there's a few here. um, Lost Ox, Family Mystic, Sponge, uh, Super Secret Band, um, J. Psy Proof, um, Sean McLean, uh, Sunflower, Left on 10th, and a whole list of others. So get your tickets June 24th through the 26th Washougal Washington Mojo Family Fest. Boom. Come hang out with No Simple Road. We're going to be podcasting and all that stuff and you'll get to hang out with us and listen to good music and dance in the forest and camp and you could even like I don't know run around scream and howl at the moon and stuff. Have fun. Just have a hoot nanny. Connect with your friends. Bring your posse. Come out. Get your little camping ground started and listen to some bomb music. Is there is there a difference between a hoot nanny and a shindig? Yes, there is. There absolutely is. Okay. We've looked up. I don't know offhand, but we've looked. We, we had this conversation and yes. we've looked up the definitions of each of them. It seems to me that a hoot nanny would be more um, back porch style family, and a shindig would be more like a party. Yeah, shindig's more of a kind of a fancy get together. <laughs> but then. What would be the... Well, then there's a hoedown. What about a get-down? There's a get-down, a hoedown. There's all, there's a yeah. soiree. That's something we'll get into maybe at the back end of this episode. <laughs> We're going to do the business and get you to the interview. <laughs> Follow No Simple not. Road oh. on all the social media platforms, mainly Instagram, at No Simple Road. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. That is where you can find out all the things of the No Simple Road universe. Mel and I are going to be in New York City at MSG. Uh, we've got, um, 
the Peach Festival that we're going to be going to. We got Bodie Mojo Family Fest that we're going to be going to. We got Beltane Music Festival that oh, we're yeah. going to be going to. We got Northwest String Summit. We got a lot of stuff coming up, and we have a uh, calendar of events up there on our page. So if you want to come hang out with us, you can find out where we are and come hang out. Yeah, and yeah. thank you to everybody who has come to hangouts thus far because we have we've been to Goose, we've been to Pigeons. Pigeons, we have been to Skull and Roses, and we have had several people at each of those events uh, come by and say, "Hey." We're hanging out with you. And, and we're like, and hell yeah. Well, they're in New York. I'll, I'll be solo at the Moda Center on 420 for Dave Chappelle. And I'll make sure to wear a No Simple Road something since I'll be solo. You know, I'm hard to recognize. Yeah, and go say hi. Like Santa Claus. For Santa I'll be no super stoned at Dave Chappelle. So if you see me there, any locals, come say hi. Yep. And at nosimpleroad.com, you can also sign up for tarot readings. I'd like to say a special thank you to Clayton. We just finished his tarot reading oh, today. Oh, yeah. And had a blast talking with him. You will get a one-hour tarot reading from Mel and I using the Grateful Dead tarot deck. You will get uh, an audio recording of your reading. You will get a beautifully, personally crafted set list. Based on the cards, because each card in the Grateful Dead tarot is a Grateful Dead song. So you'll get a set list based on your on your polls. And then uh, a synopsis done yeah. by us, an email. So yeah tarot readings and then also all the no simple road merch and everything else is up there also you can call 971-808-1524 i'm going to say it again slow 971-808-1524 that number is the no simple road line um it's our tepid line but it is a call-in line it's for you to call in and ask us questions or tell us stories if you ask us questions we'll answer them on the show you could ask us anything you could say what do you think would actually tear the space-time continuum? And each one of us will give you an answer. Heck yeah, we yep. like we like any we like the easy subjects, the tough ones. Any you can do anything. That's Open right. mic nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four. Also, you can go to Patreon dot com forward slash No Simple Road, and I am blowing it right now because Ooh, we have a new five Sam Soupy. Is that who it is? Sam Soupy. I know Soupy. Okay. Yes. There it is. Thanks, Sam, for signing up for five bucks a month, man. We speak your freaking name, brother. Thank you, Sam. Yes. Thank you, Sam. That is how we continue doing all the stuff that we have coming up. And let me tell you, there is a lot of stuff coming up. So please consider going to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and becoming a patron like Sam. Yeah, that's what helps. The conductor conduct the train. The train needs coal and it needs, you know, it needs speed. It needs to keep going. So that's how you help out. You don't want us to break down on the side of the road no. during festival season, that do you? That would suck. That would yeah. be horrible. Hey, guys, we don't have any money in our bank account anymore. So, so we're, we're just going to stay here anything. and like We're talk. stuck at the parking lot. We were on our way somewhere. Now we're in the yeah. Home Depot parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then if you want to do something that doesn't cost anything, you can go on Apple podcast and leave a five-star review. It only takes a second. You hit the little hour or the the, uh, magnifying glass thing, like you're searching (laughs) and you search no simple road and you hit it and you go down it says, leave review, hit five stars on you go, or you type something like this person. Yes. We got a, we got a review while we were gone this weekend on Sunday, Canis Funk. Gave us a review. Thank, Thank you, Candice Funk. Thank you, Candice Funk. says, my favorite podcast for the foreseeable. Whoa. Outstanding conversations with my favorite artists. Keep up the great work, Aaron, Mel, and Apple. Hartswick was outstanding and can't wait for Pappy. Oh. Oh, 
Candace Funky, that uh, conversation with Pappy from from Cabinet is fucking dope. Yeah, yes. Uh, wow. I'm glad that you know about it. It was amazing. Yeah, you're going to dig it. And um, hey, thanks for taking the time to do that, brother. It means the world to us that you did that. And uh, it really does help other people find out about the show and helps us grow and gets us to that goal of being able to do this thing full time. It's becoming more and more and more. Well, we can do it full time. We just need to make money at it. Yeah. That's that. that's just clearing that up. We yeah, can do this full time for sure. And get out and do things more. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we could sit in here yeah. and talk all day and be broke. We're good at that. <laughs> sure. We're good at that. No shit. problem. We, we already nailed that. We're <laughs> we're reaching higher, setting goals <laughs> yeah, we're beyond what we clarifying. do. I just wanted to put that out there just so that there was no confusion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's all the stuff. And last but not least, I want to remind all of you to take care of each other. We're not leaving right now. This isn't over, but it begs repeating and and bears saying. We all need to take care of each other, man. That's the most important part of the business. That Love each true. other. Smile. Be nice to each other. Don't be mean. When somebody says something you don't agree with, let it let it kind of roll off your shoulder. You know? That's it. That's it. Be nice. Don't be a dick. One rule. Yeah. Anyway. Positive things. We're going to get you to the interview right now. Remember to hang out afterwards because we're going to do a little wrap up at the end after we have a conversation with Bodie Mojo here. So stay tuned for that after and uh, without further ado. What? I was just going to say one more time, oh, more June ado. 24th through the 26th in Washougal, Washington. Mojo Family Fest. Mojo Family Fest. Get your tickets. Come hang out. So there, that's it. We're done. We now bring you Bodie, Bodie Mojo. Mojo. Thank you. 
did it Dang. nobody has covid this time Woo! and we're all in the house together it's fucking great is that what happened Yay! last time we had to cancel because we were yeah we all was not well stupid slipping <laughs> okay bullshit. i can't remember slipping, what it was i can't remember what it was a touch of the vid yeah, I, it was okay, lifetimes like, ago i don't want to remember what it was yeah so that's a, do that. um yeah welcome guys uh, why don't you uh introduce yourselves going from like over here to over there and positions because no, you got a you got a mic because mic. um we're not recording video uh, 
So I'm Harrison. I'm the drummer. I got just this mic. I don't think yeah, Harrison. That far. <laughs> what am I doing? Oh, Harrison, go. on the other side his is enough. He's struggling knees. over here. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, Harrison. We'll hook you I up. You. Oh, he, do I got it? Do I got it? Yeah. Kind of not, but. I can start while Harrison is yeah. addressing yeah, that mic. I'm the drummer. True. We're fixing my mic onto. Uh, I'm Jack. Um, I play guitar, mostly lead guitar, and do vocals. I'm Chris. I also play guitar and I also do some vocal. Mike Ewers, I play bass. <laughs> Slapping the bass. Oh. <laughs> I'm Aaron. I push buttons on the computer. Um, Apple, I wanted you to read those. Those. Uh, is that? Yeah. I thought we were going to do it when we do the intro. No, no, no. This is even oh. better now. I, I want to hear you're, the. You're, I want to hear the stories behind this. They, 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 they had, I was reading okay. them. Your guys's band. Oh no! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which also brings up some questions as well. So, so we have Jack McCrane, <laughs> Jack Dyson V11 cordless vacuum McCrane was born in in Oakley, California, in 1994 in an Arby's bathroom. Is that for real? No. Or is that that that's that's made up? It was an Applebee's. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Which was common practice for Libras born during Year of the Dog. When he isn't playing guitar, you might find him melting things with a magnifying glass or pretending to be a surfer. Awesome. Okay. Next. Then we have Chris Stein, right? Stein? Okay. Chris, I love this one, too. I'm a Gemini as well. Chris is a Gemini with medium-long legs and no criminal history. Likewise, my friend. Good job, Chris. Uh, similar. Oh wait, yeah, similar to communism or poppy seed bagels. He, he is a real East Coast gone West Coast type of guy moving to Portland a few years back. And then we have Mike Ewers. Yep. I am nailed it. Apple, you got Nailed it. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. Mark this on the book. I like okay. this one too. Mike, right. Mike's a really easygoing type. As long as he's got a rock to sleep on, he can lay down low frequencies that'll calcify your pineal gland. Oh. Chicago, Chicago boy, Chicago boy gone west is his story. And in in his own words, sometimes it just do. <laughs> That's my favorite thing I I've read that. all day. <laughs> and then Harrison Games, just like that's me. Okay, that's a, just it. like it's spelled. Just Gabe like it's Games. Spelled. Nailed it. I, I, love, I love your part. This is the first time I've seen you without your hair. Oh yeah, yeah. Spiked up. No, he still has hair. It's under his hat. Oh, it's okay. under there. That's where it's yeah. at. Born with a natural ability to rhythm, Harrison holds down the spike and enjoys <laughs> robes. I like that. A robe. Who doesn't enjoy a nice robe? Uh, Going crazy. fast Sultry. and maybe a chicken Caesar. Maybe. Hailing, <laughs> hailing from Boston, he brings influences of jazz, prog, and many other genres. I mean, okay. So did each of you write your own? We mind? still don't know who wrote That's the those. first time I heard it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Liars. I didn't write my own. What? I I'm assuming Jack wrote these because the pretending to be a surfer thing is like the nastiest self burn I've ever heard you give yourself. <laughs> yeah. We kind of helped each other out. I think it started like when we first started as a band and did some like Instagram bios. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. I guess Chris put that on our website is what I'm assuming. Oh, I just, I just I love yeah. remember you asking me, Hey, uh, do you want, and say anything on the bio, I'm like, whatever, man, I trust you. I love how Mike and Harrison Whoops. have some relation to music, but me and Chris is just nonsense. <laughs> Arby's Mike, bathroom. do you regret that? No, I don't know if communism started no, on the East Coast. That's not, I don't know if that's accurate. Poppy seed bagels, too. I don't know. 
Yeah, those those plays so differently read aloud. I've never heard that. They're so good, man. We were down here cracking up yeah. earlier. Well, we immediately agree when I read them to it, and they were, it was like, we need to read those. Yeah. And Apple, you're so gullible with shit. You, sarcasm is lost to you so often you lately, never, more never, than ever. You never know. You, you never know. Like, is that, I wonder if that's true. I mean, he wasn't born in a fucking Arby's bathroom, dude. <laughs> and know? if he was, I'm why sure would he put it in his bio? Been. It was Applebee's. Sarc- <laughs> yeah, we cleared that up, see? <laughs> sarcasm runs deep with this band. The, gr- the group chat for this band is difficult to parse through sometimes. <laughs> He's like, wow, you guys are really being mean to each other. And then we look at each other and we're like, we have a show tonight? Oh, shit. I <laughs> thought you were born in Apple. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So. It's fantastic, though. Um, Welcome to the house, yeah. guys. Thank it's you. nice Thank to have you. Let's take it down. Uh, How are the muffins? Excellent. Delicious. Vegan, gluten-free, All right. and amazing. They were warm, too. Oh, perfect. That's always a nice one. Okay. There was chocolate right. blueberries. You don't make me muffins. What the fuck? Man? Yes, I sure do oh, make that, you yeah, muffins. Yeah, you do. Muffins, but the muffin just, is such a warm gesture. It might be the most warm gesture you could do for somebody. It's a baked good. It's a food hug. It makes you happy. It, it's, oh, it's a, a food hug. That's yeah. It's a food hug. It is a food hug. <laughs> Mel? Yes, this that's has my love language. nothing to do with the podcast. Do you have tissue down here? Yes, I sure I'll do. I'll get it. Tell me where it is. No, I'll get it. I'm closer. Okay. How does that tie into the podcast? It doesn't. My nose is running. Anyway, right. yeah. Well, thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, man. We're really stoked to be here. So, like I said, I, I'm sorry that this fell through last time. We were under the weather, mm-hmm. um, but you know. So, Jack, tell me a a little bit about Bodie Mojo and how you guys got started and, and all that. Yeah. So we started um, a cr- pretty crazy time. Our first show was February 9th of 2020. What? Oh shit! Yes. Yeah. Bizarre. <laughs> Ranger Station. Right at the Ranger Station. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, we had, a, it was Mike and I at the time, Chris and Harrison joined later. Uh, but obviously, you know, COVID hit right after that. Um, and it was wild. And somehow, so it's been, you know, we've like experienced COVID this whole time as a band, but somehow we continued to play, continued to grow, um, find connections in the community throughout that whole time. I think like once we started, we were just like, Hey, let's still find some shows. Let's let's find the two venues in Portland that are like that are really not caring. Uh, Yo, shout out to uh, oh my god, what what was the name of that spot? The uh, the pizza spot right by the practice uh, space. A lot of pizza. A lot of pizza. There was a lot of people at that place and a, yeah. a lot of no masks at that place, but they were they were kind of killing it. It was the height of summer. It was, it was beautiful. It was outdoors. Everyone knew what they were doing. <laughs> right on, man. It sounds like a wonderful time. Yeah. yeah. That's also where we met. So I think May of 2020 is where we went down and met Sponge too. Cause they, oh. that was part of like True. how we started, you know, playing out and doing like kind of those renegade shows. They would have these backyard parties. Okay. And I remember we were driving down just me and Mike. And like, I think he thought it was like a, Sponge was like a pirate themed band or something. And I, <laughs> yeah, I thought touchy touch sponge. I thought this was the other band named Sponge. Oh from the nineties. Yes. Oh, so, okay. Yes. The one spelled like in the the, the one expected with the G. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but it wasn't a pirate band. It like it's not a pirate. now we have this running joke where like Mike will always be like, I heard a sponge boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest thing to me. Yeah, it's a SpongeBob reference. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I got you. 
but that was really Sponge point, when, once we started playing with them <laughs> it, uh, that was really great mike uh-huh. i mean really I if i said good. i don't practice <laughs> remember so that was one of our first shows too is they had this backyard party and david's other band david's the bass player in sponge mm-hmm. he was in creep creep Jania, and um there was a lot of different bands at the time but it was just really cool you know it was it was good to meet them and at the time I remember thinking like, there's like not that many like jam bands in the Northwest, mm-hmm. but I, I think it was just part of it is just like, we were not accessing certain part, accessing certain parts of the community. And, and then also in that time, it's just grown. But that really like, once we started getting connected with Sponge and those Eugene boys, it really, really kind of took off. Shout out to Sponge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, thinking about the, the scene up here in the Pacific Northwest, like. Like you said, it a while back there wasn't that many. It was like now I could think of like you guys, Sponge, Citrus, um, Lost Ox, Lost Ox, Family Mystic, Legato Gusto. Yeah, yeah. So now there's you know this burgeoning scene, and we moved from Vegas like almost six years ago, right, to here, and my thought of the Pacific Northwest was like. The whole city's fucking deadheads everywhere. (laughs) Portland is just this super hip place to be. And there's going to be all these bands. And we came up here and it was like, not that. Yeah, (laughs) it wasn't that. And I think, hate to say this, but like, I think COVID helped. Yeah. Because people were home. Yeah. I would totally. And like, it, it kind of amplified the renegade thing. Like people were. The people who are willing to go out and like set up their own speakers and play in a park, they did that. Family, and family, miss. Yeah, you get, the, my- you get people coming back every week, and yeah. each band has their own spot, their own day, and it's yeah, kind of built the community around that. Those are like the bands we love to be around too. You know, like people who like set up speakers in a park yeah. and just yeah, play. Exactly. Yep, like that. It, you they love music. A you wouldn't do that for any house. other reason unless you really really loved music. And like yeah. Family Mystic embodies that maybe more than any other band. I know. That's a yeah. great point. Jack, like that's true, man. You are only putting your music out because you want to bring that joy. You want to put it out there. Otherwise, why are you going to go through all that trouble? Police harassing you, freaking having to find a spot, getting kicked out, like a million. They things. did a whole fucking tour like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like set it. Set they set up, up on the strip in Vegas and went for it. Like <laughs> that's that's renegade. You're asking yeah. for it. Especially that's that's also cool. That's that's like old school too. Like yeah. they used to do in the sixties and seventies. No permits, nothing. The dead did it. Yeah, look at that oh. pull up set up on a semi flatbed. Yeah, I feel like that's where most play. people saw those bands for the first time too. Uh-huh. It's like we saw them playing a park or like a yeah. square in yeah. Eugene yeah. At, until three o'clock in the morning wow. fighting the police off. You know, oh. <laughs> it's also interesting. So Family Mystic and Bodie Mojo share the first same show. So we what? played at that at show that, that we played. Station? Or maybe it was right before that. We played at uh, the cruise room with Family Mystic, and that, that was, was the that was the last one before everything shut down. So okay, like so first, we the first one was yeah. February, and then a little bit later, yeah, I was, think it was our second show. Well, that's that's not third, as poetic. It like, <laughs> it's close. Though. It was close, okay. Though. It's their second show. They it's our first show and their second show. <laughs> it was all right together. We were like really hit it out of the gate hard. Like, ah, oh, what is this this thing in the news? Like, whatever, fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think we felt like that too. We were at like. Uh, pigeons playing ping pong, goose opening for pigeons, and it was all in the news. And I was like, uh, bullshit, uh, like whatever, nobody cares. That's in China. And then we, like, two weeks later, I was like, 
<laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm not in Chicago anymore. Yeah, China's this, like right there. This sucks. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a way we, I knew it was real because I went with, uh, you've met Ryder. That His nephew lives here. We went to Tool March 11th yeah. at Moda oh, Center. I, and as we're hmm. leaving, security is just being like rude and hard. They're like, NBA's canceled. No more Trailblazer gaming's canceled. Get the fuck wow. out type thing. And we're just like walking out of Tool high as hell. Like, <laughs> what? the hell is going on and then i mean when they canceled sports it was like oh shit this yeah. is serious america doesn't cancel sports <laughs> like wow it's like canceling church <laughs> yeah yeah that was harsh too yeah that happened too mm-hmm. so i mean i guess you kind of already answered this question but as far as the pandemic and bringing you guys together you feel like it helped you the pandemic specifically mm-hmm in a in a weird way, I think it probably helped us. Like we played a bunch, you know, we were able to play a lot, and like I said, make those kind of connections in in more of like bands who go out and do like renegade stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is so we were gonna have our first festival, Mojo Fest, the year of twenty twenty, and we sort of did one, you know, but it was like kind of right in the peak of things. Um, but from there, that's kind of where we had this idea. Now we have Mojo Fest coming out. We're going to plug that a little bit. Let's oh, do yeah. it. Heck yeah. June 24th, 25th, June 24th. and 26th. Oh, yeah. Where? That's in Washougal, Washington, about 40 minutes from Portland. And is, is that on the property? Harrison. Or is that so, it's somewhere it, else up there? It's right some, the it's going across right the street. This way. Okay. But so there's, there's a campground up there that has, it's on like 25 acres and it's right next to a river. And so those are like my dad's neighbors. So I made a connection through them. Oh, so wow. we're renting out the whole place and like, <gasps> okay, we got river access. We have two full stages, indoor, what? outdoor. We got amazing bands. We got Lost Docs. Oh Who else God. do we got playing? Aaron, just give them, we got we got Aaron why don't you just give them the mic? That's the <laughs> easiest thing. <laughs> no, take the whole mic out like, like Jack has. So you don't even got to mess with that. Being all. I could do that. I mean, I'm trying to make sense. Boom. Who else we got? We got Spunk and uh, Lost Doc. It's like, it feels like all the the jam bands that that we know around the Northwest, like up to a certain level, you know, we couldn't get like Yak Attack or Fruition. Okay. You know, there's obviously yeah. there's bigger bands and stuff, but like. We are playing with Yak Attack <laughs> the week when? before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, that, yeah, at the Earth Dance Earth Festival. Dance Festival, right? Yeah. Right on. So it feels good, man. And it like, we really, the goal for the fest is kind of what we were just talking about before like i feel like there's this like jam centered improvisational artist musicianship happening in the northwest and it's growing and like we just want to like feed those flames you know and be a yeah. part of it and have fun feed those flames yeah i mean well i love i love the lineup too because this is like it feels like we've, we're completing the circle with you guys yeah. being here because yep. we had lost ox here uh Several years ago, yeah, pre-COVID. and they came to the house. Nineteen, uh, yeah, and then we had Family Mystic here. They also, came to the house too. We were, it was we were out on the patio because it was, was actually so a nice day. They sang, uh, for they sang us. acapella, oh, all of them amazing. for us, and so we were just like blown away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had Sponge here, just yeah, Sponge not came too long ago, and ago. now you guys here, yeah. and you're all going to be playing your fest, which is awesome. I'm really excited about that. The only other one that we need to get is Yak Attack. Well, let's. We need to get those. We, we never even approached them. Yeah. We should 
definitely make that happen. All right, guys. I know we're on air, but I had a sick idea this week. Okay. This is two right. days ago. What Tell do you guys us. think about doing a live podcast at Mojo Fest? If we like set you up and does that sound like something that would interest you? Fuck yeah. Let's do yes, it. This God, morning I was you, asking, you know? it's like, it's like, we don't have, what, what are we doing? I was, I was right fucking with him. Again. I was like, like, no, we're not going. He's like, why? I was like, cause I don't want to. And he, he, again, was like, <laughs> I bought it. Why not? Like, why are you being like, in my head? That. I'm like, why are you being a dick? I was, I was like, well, I'm going. <laughs> So, you know, I was I like, have go. fun. It's, it's 20 something. It's like 20 something miles from here. What I mean, it's not in that bar right across the river. What's the, what's the cost oh, hell yeah. for somebody buying tickets? Well, for um, you. free for you guys, for sure. <laughs> um, I think, so we're doing early bird. We almost are sold out of early bird passes. Those are 50. Okay. And then it will go up to, I, th- I think like 65 or yeah, 65. So it's, it's a great deal. 65 bucks for, for three, three nights? Three nights uh, of camping. Should we charge more? I don't know. No, All no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, camping, like beautiful access to a waterfall. Um, wow. We're going to have events during the day, artists, painters, everything. A live podcast. Live, live podcast. Yeah, tons of vendors and just kind of bridging that gap between what we've missed with the music and the art community in the Northwest. How you guys, Aww. man. It, I can't it's, think what, of what's the better bands to do it. Is no there, limit. It's no there's limit. no limit. There's no limit poker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. I asked him. I was Whoa. like, "Are you sure?" They're like, uh, "They just kind of don't care, dude." Like, you go out in the boonies of Washington, and they're just like, "Hey, fifty thousand people show up, <laughs> and oh it's Woodstock. If you, build, <laughs> if you build it, they will come." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's the idea that you gotta we got to be careful, boys, for what you wish for. Yeah, but we are. I mean, we also want to keep it safe, and it is like called family fest for a reason kids 12 and under are free i think oh, the family vibes cute. the most important thing you know if you see like we were kids just around, talking about that last night yeah we talked to um jeremy from pigeons last night nice and oh no he, i was talking about the other one. Oh, chris yeah yeah chris cooch oh, yeah. world's fine you know world's finest oh yeah chris came over last night with claire that uh claire and eric or her, her husband they're the throwing beltane, beltane. and they saying the same thing it's all um, about family. All yeah. about family. And actually, Jeremy, we were talking to him, and he was saying that, like, because I asked the question, what was the first show that, like, blew your mind? That you were like, okay, I want to do this shit for good. And he was like, you know what, man? The answer to that question isn't one show. It's my first music festival did that. Mm. Festival, mm. The and, festival experience. And, like, going from... Bonnaroo where there's 80 fuck 80,000 people. I didn't know that Bonnaroo was that big. First of all, that's Can you imagine? You guys are throwing this festival. There's not going to be 80,000 people. Can, yeah. you, can you imagine logistics for, for figuring 80, that shit out? Yeah. Nightmare. And then but he was saying yeah. like the next year he went to a 20,000 festival and then after that 3,000 and then you know 450. And he was like, "I'll be honest, the smaller ones are my favorite because of the family vibe, the community yeah. of it, yeah. that feeling of like knowing the people that you're grooving with and like the musicians are actually interacting with the people that are attending the festival instead of this like weird separation between mm. band and, and attendee. That's, that's been one of the most fun things of playing with this band is every show. And like some, some people would be like, Oh, we're not drawing a new audience. Like three fourths of this crowd is people I know, but every show we play is a party with a bunch of people I know. It, like, that's <laughs> yeah, fantastic you can't get any worse than that Mike. I, I mean we've been you know since we moved up here we've been trying to figure out what well, we have figured out how to like how can we get paid and like make a living hanging out and seeing music you know what i mean and for you guys how can we make a living hanging out with our friends and playing music? music it's yeah. so fucking rad like what's better than that 
Nothing. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely. That's pretty much right. that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. I'm gonna I wanna ask Harrison, what what was the first show you ever went to that blew your mind? That's a great question. Um Yeah, I mean Shambla was pretty I, that's a music festival. Yeah. That was the, my first music festival too. So like again, like you were saying earlier. I mean that's just like and that's like a pretty I think there's like ten thousand people there. Where's so it's that? not huge. Where's Sean Sean Blood? That's in Canada. Canada. Yeah. And that is just like the family experience there was unreal. Really? I thought yeah. that that was more like a EDC vibe. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's an electronic music festival. Okay. I mean, the vibe there is it's awesome. amazing. Unlike any other place. Hmm. about you, Jack? The first show that like blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go down. Okay. I'm going to steal that. It, it really is High Sierra Music Fest for me. Ah. Yeah. What year? Oh, ah. God. 20... Uh, t- thirteen. Okay. It was after my freshman year of college, and um, it was I had just been getting into like the live show thing at that time, and getting into you know taking a little bit of mushrooms and psychedelics. And I remember like getting into that festival and having this weird like conception. I was like, oh, like I'm at a music festival now. Let me go find some LSD. And I I spent like four <laughs> hours doing that. Like I don't know. I was just young and stupid. I was like, I should probably be tripping right now. And like. <laughs> I was so caught up in doing that that I kind of forgot to have fun. So then I took like a couple hits of ass and then I was like, oh, wait, what do I do now? (laughs) 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 And like it was, uh, but it it ended up being great. The first few hours, I remember like I was like tripping really hard and there was this guy with super long dreads and I like didn't know how to talk to anybody. Right. (laughs) Like I was just very high and he, I asked him for a cigarette and he like, he asked me for a joke. So I tried to make one up on the spot and ended up like calling him like the, like the, oh. the bad guy from pirates of the Caribbean with oh. like the snake oh. hair. I like insulted him and he's like, <laughs> he gave you 50 Jesus cigarettes. dude, just take the cigarette. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, and, uh, but like, I don't know. It was one of those things where it was like a really tough thing. But then I got like through that and I was like, Oh my God, like this is, this is amazing. And like, Sometimes it takes just like one person to do like a small kind supporting gesture oh when God. you're in that. And then you're like, like, okay, like that is really what it's about. And, and so that, that was probably my first and it changed, it changed everything. Wow. And I was like, I want to start playing music. I want to do the whole that thing. That did it. That experience wow. was like, I want to fucking do this. It was a big part of it. Wow. High That's Sierra. super cool. Yeah. yeah. Your turn. Yeah, well, I'm originally from the East Coast, and we had a festival. It's the East Coast, kind of West Coast kind yeah, of dude. Like, Coast a, kind like of the poppy seed bagel <laughs> communism. But uh, we had a small festival called the Gathering of the Vibes, and oh, yeah. I was a kid. I was like 2012, 2013. It was like in high school or in first year of college or so. Um, and I never been to any sort of music besides going to see like Who with my dad or something like that, or like mm-hmm. some small bands like Toad's Place in New Haven. Um, but the circus was unreal. You kind of like lose it and kind of <sighs> different from your situation. Like I spent the first two days completely clear and like trying to have as most, as much fun as I can. And then when it kind of came down to experimenting and kind of losing myself in the circus and getting lost. Are you um, talking about a legitimate circus? No, just the, cir- the circus <laughs> that happens on like the second night of a festival oh, where yeah. things just like, uh, it's a turn for the best where things just completely evolve into that. Like a turn for the best. Like yeah, the first I never night pictured this. Yeah. yeah. I never pictured this existed. And you know, and then 
similar to to that buddy of yours is kind of like moving down from the bigger festivals mm. and like the quick shows on a Thursday night, like seeing Kung Fu and like a small bar. Oh shit. Like mm. stuff like that. Um, that's kind of like the natural evolution for me moving right from on. big to small. Dang. I guess I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction. Uh, the drive to play music has been there literally longer than I can remember. Um, I got lucky that my parents decided to give me piano lessons instead of like ADD medication. Um, give me something to do. And that, turned, yeah. Yeah. that turned into drums, that turned into bass. But the first uh, show that really like switched my brain on was um, the school band got tickets to go see the uh, CSO, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And I'd never heard a lot before oh man there i mean just that giant section of strings all going together at the same it's this noise that is kind of impossible to describe otherwise it's wow yeah and that <clears throat> sort of that you know they're mixing themselves as they're playing sort of that the the addition of more instruments or the reduction of them is okay the control for the volume and the blend of the sound. And mm. of course they build these halls to work with that sort of thing, which is, yeah. I mean, that experience is just phenomenal. Wow. wow. I never thought yeah. about that before ab- yeah. about wow. like mixing that is actually how hard you play your instrument oh, yeah. or saw. Violin doesn't have a volume knob. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. Wow. That's really obvious. And I never thought about it before. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, what was your first show that, see a that blew now? your mind? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The first show that blew my mind? Uh-huh. Oh, I said it many times on here. That was young age. It was when I was seven years old. My dad took me to see the Little River Band opening for Fleetwood Mac for the oh, Tusk oh, Tour. Oh. <laughs> when I fell in love with Stevie Nay. I, I mean, my mom was supposed to go, but wasn't into that. She was into swing and stuff. My dad was into like rock and jazz and was like, why don't you take your son? So I was seven years old and went and got my Doors blown on Little River Band, but Fleetwood Mac, which is, from that day on, I was like, I, I love music. I love music. And I just Stevie Nicks. To, in your yeah, blood. If you start yeah. at seven years old, that's like, oh. you're starting to form. That's that's part of you. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, like it was always in the house, like jazz playing or swing or something like in yeah. the background. And that music, that was like mom and dad's music. And then Fleetwood Mac, my dad listened to on his own and like took me to the concert and I felt that rock band and for that, for Tusk. Or tour. It was just like, holy, it was seven. And like, I, I felt like I went, I said it before, I felt like I went through puberty at seven seeing Stevie <laughs> Nicks and this rock band with my dad, which is like, you probably did, dude. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah Nicks, could have. Uh, it was pretty yeah, She's then. witchy. <laughs> Jimmy, come out of the bathroom. Yeah. And then, I'm washing then, my hair. And then, then from I'm there, listening it was, to Landslide, <laughs> mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah but I mean, that's where it all started. Mel? Hold on, I'm gonna show you guys a picture of a cute Apple when he was little oh, to I think about him listening to Landslide. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know exactly, but one of the ones that I really loved was um in the '90s seeing Stone Temple Pilots um, acoustic, and I just remember them doing, in New York City. It was in New Jersey, and it was like there was this huge purple like rocking chair that had these arms and it looked like a throne. It was like the color of Apple's shoelaces. And he sat there and he like did this acoustic version of plush. And 
I just remember him. It was kind of like how when he did it on MTV, he was like, this is a song called Plush. That's so funny. That's the song that pops. Dude, <laughs> that and, and then that color and too, yeah like, like it was so like like everything else was black the stage was black behind him so what and the guys were all just lit up and he was singing and it like it did something to me because i that was my favorite band it was like in new jersey it was just like a, everything was aaron and i had like he was supposed to be with me but he he couldn't be and <laughs> He was shooting heroin Wait, in when, the street uh, somewhere. Were you? Yeah. yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. That's or I thought you were in jail. Or, yeah. For, oh, yeah, that, yeah. You were <laughs> in, yes, I was in yeah. jail. Yeah. Oh my God, so yeah, he was supposed to come with me, but he was doing other things. And um, But Bad yeah. So you don't that, know this story, do you? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll have to tell. Like, well, yeah, yeah, later. Just, that, this is their show, not our show. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so that. Uh, well, I feel like that's crazy. Those like, I mean, Mike and Apple started like really young. And then I, for me, like, that just seems different because it's like, it's kind of how you are as a person. And for me, I feel like I've had to go through like transformations almost in my life to like, just accept myself. Jake. So it's like that music festival oh, story wow. I talk about is like, it feels like a different me up to that point. And then it's like doors open up oh. yeah, and it's man. like, you know, part of like, I was a, fucking lost kid too like me i had too. to change schools and my parents took me out of schools and doing drugs super early and selling drugs and like it i was just but that i was also deeply in the closet so i was like oh that was part of it just i was trying to push away this part of myself and like that really helped with you know the music festival thing and and th those communities it's just like really yeah. you just like if you can figure out to love yourself if you can like open those doors whether it's like slowly or over time it like Wow. You know, it it uh it helped me along. Wow, for sure. man, that's you, awesome. I, I mean, if you listen to to this show, this is for the people listening. Like you've heard me tell the story a million times of my first dead show, but you kind of just put it in perspective for me a little bit in a way that I haven't thought about it before, man. I kind of had that same experience of like when I went to that show. Everything that that I thought I was was a conglomeration of what I thought was cool of other people. Do you understand what I mean? Like yeah, you're trying to please. Take, other people. Yeah. But like taking parts of their personalities and like attaching it to myself to make myself feel like a like, chameleon. I yeah. always used to think of myself as a yeah. chameleon. And yeah. then that dead show broke all that shit. It destroyed it. And it was fucking horrifying. It was really scary to be in that by myself with no safety net. And like that high, at 18 with no idea of what's really happening. And then I left that place completely different and started the rest of my life. It, you know, I've said it like a million times, it derailed me and set me on a different course. And I never thought about it like that. It, it actually allowed me to like see myself and be okay for the first time. But it took me a long time to figure out that that's what happened. Cause there was a long time of like trying to reattach to that old shit just out of familiarity. Right. And, and, um, just not knowing how to deal with myself and that loving yourself is tough, man. I'm 50 and I'm still getting a handle on totally, that shit, dude. brother. Yeah. I don't know why it like that is such a painful experience. Like you talk about you're, you're shedding those layers or derailing and it like, it's terrifying and 
scary and it hurts. Like, I don't know why that is, but that's what, that was, what it was like for me. Like when I came out, first couple, first couple of times I had to say that was the most terrifying, death-defying, thrilling, albeit thrilling. like, not in a horrible way though. Yeah. I'm just a thrill seeker. So I think about things <laughs> like that, but okay. it was, it, it, it just hurts, you know, but I think it's, I don't know why it is. It's just like when you peel off kind of like those old layers, I guess you're just being vulnerable and doing that for the first time is, you know. Well, I, I hurts is not something against you. Everything, um, hurt is a part of life. It's kind of like, you know, if you step on a rock, if anybody steps on a rock, it hurts them. Like it's all in common, right? We're all supposed to feel all the feels. So doing things that are uncomfortable has an associated uncomfortable feeling with it, you know, like holding in who you truly are, not saying what you, what you feel or what you really mean. That has a consequence physically and emotionally in the feelings department. Oh shit. Yeah. You know? And so being open with it, that also has a consequence. So that, that feeling, it's not a bad thing. It's just an is thing. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like we're not getting punished. This is just the occurrence of our actions. Hmm. I was going to say any experience I've had that was transformative. It's, I can't, I can only speak for myself, but like I would never want to go back because although it hurt and although you experienced that yeah. pain, like you learned either immediately or over, you know, a certain amount of time. time. And what you learned is irreplaceable if you can't, you know, you can't really trace it back. It's like you, it's, it draws a a line in the sand. That's the end of it. And I'm done moving on. I, when I think about that night, it's scary. Did you, I'm curious, like like specifically what happened? Did you like, you like take any kind of drugs and like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you were by yourself too. So, okay. So just to go way back, like the first time I ever took acid, I was 12. And I had two older brothers that were just total fucking freak shows. And uh, they were going to the movies to see Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And I wanted to go with them. And my brother was like, if you come with us, you have to eat this piece of paper. I had no fucking idea. <laughs> Easy. Okay. Sure. No, no problem. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, like, that was my first, like, wow, drugs. This is cool. Uh, but that, so that dead show, um, I was like really deep into the punk scene in Vegas. And, uh, I had a friend that moved to California and her boyfriend was a huge deadhead. And, uh, she was like, you need to meet my boyfriend. So like I was going down to LA cause my dad was down there and, uh, I met him. He was like, dude, you of all the people I've ever met, you need to go to a dead show. And I was like, I fuck, fuck the dead. I don't like country music. I don't want to go. <laughs> Fuck the dad. I don't like country music. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'll buy you a ticket if you, if you come. And I was like, okay. So he had like, this is 89. He had a huge crew, like 15 people. We all go to the show and they puddled me in the lot before the show and ditched me. And true friends. Yeah. Well, they, they were on the periphery all night watching me. Like, they made me go through it by myself, but kept an eye on me all night. When the show ended, they were all right there. They threw him into it on his own. Yeah. But they were aware. Yeah, they knew. Yeah. They, fuck yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. Um, but I just remember, like, when I say that it was terrifying, like, 
when the music started, they were playing Feel Like a Stranger. And, and I'm fucking <laughs> like, these guys are in my head. Like, for real in my head. And it was scary. And then I was thinking, like, all these other people are in my head, too, because I could feel it happening. And I, I, I had never felt that on that scale. You know what I mean? Like, all these telepathic motherfuckers in one room <laughs> together. Like, holy yeah. shit. And I was exposed. Like, all of my you bullshit. You would, like, read your thoughts and shit. Well, yeah. That's what I, I think That high on acid, for <laughs> sure, dude. And uh, the whole night was just, like, this hero's journey of, like, and the music was narrating everything that was happening. I mean, we've all had that experience that shows, I'm sure. But it was, I remember watching people dancing and being so scared to, to move. Like, I was going to be ridiculed or something. Hmm. And maybe halfway through the first set, I started to dance. And that's when, like, it's like, wow, I, I'm, I'm moving the music and the music's moving me. And it started happening. <laughs> I started figuring it out slowly. And it was, uh, but when it was over, like I said, the, they played It's All Over Now, Baby Blue at the end. Damn. Do the oh. sh- the, I'll show you the set list. It was fucking amazing. Played It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. And I'm bawling my eyes out. And the lights come on. All my friends are right there. Like, give me hugs. <laughs> We've been watching you, dude. Yeah. Nice work, buddy. <laughs> Good moves. Yeah. It's a great therapy session. <laughs> yeah. Blew my the fucking doors ever. off. And so, you'll, you don't want, you'll never go back to before that, you know? I you don't want to, probably. Couldn't. I, I was broken. Like. In a, in the best kind of a way, just like it, it snapped my head. Like when I see the steel, your face, I don't see a bolt. I see a crack, like an open mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like destroyed or rebuilt, yeah. and, you know? And those, and it, those two halves, the oh, wow. red and the blue are like Whoa. the old and the new. Like, and I just, I always got to say when we're bringing this on the heels of that, I thought my best friend had lost his fucking mind. He went to LA, came back a totally different person. I'm still into the, he was a, he was really into punk. I was really into metal. So it was like Metallica Slayer, all that shit for me. And he comes back, dude, grateful dead, man. Like had a different voice, Preaching a different, the gospel, man. like every, and I'm, I'm like, oh man, my fucking friends lost He's on the red side of school now. Took him like a year. He went on tour, bought a 32 foot bus, took off with some other friends and stuff. And I had a girlfriend that was like, I'm staying in Vegas. I'm going to see Metallica next month and this and that finally got me to go like a year later. And same thing, I walked in, like, you know, Metallica shirt on, fucking, fucking patchouli, fucking hairy armpit girls. These people are gross. I don't like this music. Fucking walked out, fucking arm in arm with hairy <laughs> armpit girls. Fucking put patchouli stone rubbing it on me. Fucking, and totally, that me. totally changed my world, too. You know, never let go of, the like, all the musical roots, but changed my world, too. I never danced before then. I was going to shows, banging my head, and fucking... Same thing about halfway through. I stood up and danced all through drums. Went high everybody, as a kite. Everybody my sat day. down on the floor of the I got up and Apple danced stands all up during drums. Now is my time to <laughs> die. Yeah, I came out of there like I never knew I could dance. Isn't it like funny that. how music makes you do stuff? Like it literally. The influence. You'll just be sitting there and all of a sudden, all you just the slightest little thing. And what else can make you do that? Like it doesn't it, really make sense why. Like, and it doesn't, it doesn't make it's not sense. specific. It's not like, say, Jack, tap your toe. It, like, takes over wherever it takes over. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's in the, like, I'll be in a car when you hear the blinker. 
It's like you, you'll know a song that's that sounds like yes. the West, or you like have the squeaky wheel on the shopping cart. Like you can draw back a song in your head that you either know how to, you know you play or you Chris, listen to. I'm so glad you said that. I do that yeah. all the time. It's fucking funny. I'm just picturing Chris dancing to the blinker like in his little Toyota. Just that, yeah, that that ability of like when you're when you're up there, like if if you're just in a normal groove and like the bass and the drums like drop to halftime all at once, and you see everybody in the audience do this whole like body wave. And like just drop back. Oh, There's, that's, shit. It's insane. Like you, you're throwing a shockwave out there. <laughs> I know. I, you know, that's, that's a trip yeah. because I, I've only been a fan, <laughs> right? I've never been up there watching what's happening. That's not true. Well, that's different. That's no, it's not true. The, no, that's different. He's lying. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, lying. Aaron has now. a past. I'm lying. Aaron's got a, a past that he's not talking yeah. about. <laughs> not talking about Christian. And you're he, off. <laughs> yeah. and, and he was a, a Christian rock rocker and he totally got oh, people in the groove doing me. their, you know, arm up and like he was dope actually. He was yeah. really dope. Yeah, man, I led worship. So what? Right. One thing I love He's about the only was, one that's embarrassed the about it. church band growing up. Yeah, he's drums. the only one that's embarrassed about it. I think I'm it's so dope. Which, I love that shit. Yeah, leading worship well, we heard, and like getting people into the spirit. What is wrong with that? That's, I mean, that's amazing. It's a great musical We just don't have the text with it. Yeah. yeah. No shit. Like Harrison just said he had it. We've talked to so many musicians that say that's where yep. they got it from, like church choir, church, you know, different things like that. I it's mean, not the It's not the playing in the band thing. It's... I feel like in this, whatever, sorry, everybody listening, but I feel like I got fucking hoodwinked and fooled by this thing. And I, it's oh, em- no doubt it's embarrassing to me to admit <laughs> that I got fucking pulled one pulled over on me. You know, that's, that's how I feel about Christianity. I mean, it's like, wow, I thought I was fucking smarter than that. What's different. I think about like the, the music and the greater power with like a jam band show that a lot of people express is there's like so much freedom of choice involved, you know, like Mm -hmm. no one's telling you to do it. There really don't seem to be any rules. Mm -hmm. And that allows people, I think to be like, it still can feel culty, but the cult is do what the fuck you want to do like that. (laughs) It's be free, you know? And I think that feels a lot because, I mean, I've been to fish shows and, you know, Trey's singing about some, you know, some God stuff in the world and let's be together. And it and everyone's clapping their hands and cheering. It's like, that's no different than church. But it feels yeah. different because no one's asking you to, like, do, do anything. anything. But one thing I love about this band, too, is, like, Mike and Harrison, before this, weren't into, like, the dead or fish at all. I'm not sure really what they are. But I think for this yeah. band, it creates a good dynamic because. Chris and I love the fish, love the dead. And then these two are different and they're like our rhythm section. So it like we, I like to do classic jam band kind of stuff. And, but we we're constantly like revolving because like they, they just, you know, kind of started listening to it recently. Harrison, what was, what was your, um, your jam coming up? So, I mean, coming up, obviously listen to like, you know, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, all that. And I used to like think I would never listen to anything, but like, you know, classic rock. And then of course, punk rock. Um, on the East Coast where I'm from, Massachusetts, there's a, the Merrimack Valley hardcore scene, which was just like a bunch of angry white dudes just getting angry with each other, like, you know, mosh dancing. Okay. And I was never really, in, okay. I was never really into that, <laughs> but, you know, my friends were, so I kind of went along with it, right, like, right. you know, play the part. Um, we had a, a thrash band at one point, and then, uh, what else? I wasn't but, there. Yeah, coming up on that, and you know, never thought I would change my mind on that music. Then, I, of course, you know, I smoke weed. I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much <laughs> There's so much more music out there. Like, yes. started listening to, like, Aphex Twin, a lot of um, 
a lot of like, you know, like producers. Right. You know? Okay. And that started my journey on like, you know, dubstep and all that EDM. That was like a big rabbit hole for me for a while. And it's super fun. That music's amazing. It's so amazing. It's, oh, yeah. Especially on the right drugs. It's just like, oh, Absolutely. this makes sense. Fuck yeah. You know? <laughs> I, my first like real EDM experience was at a Burning Man regional in Vegas, like in the middle of the desert. Hell yeah. Um, high as fuck on mushrooms. And... We still don't know to this day if it was Daft Punk or oh not. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm yeah. like, for real, I buy the trash you almost don't want to know. You know, we, we <laughs> if they if they it was a, a cover mystery. band, they fucking killed it. Like they, we didn't even know a band was playing that night. Yeah, and all of a sudden there's this pyramid. We're like, boom, boom, boom. like holy shit! I said, I guess we're going to see Daft Punk, and like <laughs> that was another example of the music literally leading us. It everybody it captured everyone's attention in the entire festival and made them move toward it was like that a, pyramid. It was like Pied an anthill. Yes. Yeah. Pied yeah. Piper for yeah. sure. Harrison. My first ETM was seeing chemical brothers because they were from Vegas. Ooh, seeing the chemical yeah. brothers in Vegas, the block rock and beats. <laughs> yeah. And I was out of my element at that. I went with Kate. Oh shit. Yeah. Like, you were out of your I, like, I went with the girl cause she wanted to go and then was like, what the fuck? And, and loved it was like holy shit this is a whole different world too i guess that feeling of being out of your element is kind of fun sometimes too though right mm-hmm. like well and that music makes you dance like you've never danced before either once you get high and let yourself go it's like holy shit what was i doing it's good if you're choosing to be out of your element not if yeah yeah not if you're yeah, forced yeah. Out. <laughs> and, then you're like, uh, no. and yeah i mean there's a quote um that you get more inspiration from stuff you don't like than stuff you do what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. In some situations. Hmm. And that's one. Like, I go to see bands that, like, I might necessarily, like, know or even like can go as far to say hate. But yeah. like I'll go because it's it's interesting to, like, throw myself into a crowd of people who I, I don't have my, you know, close friends. I don't have yeah. the same community. Nobody's dancing the same Make way. Yourself uncomfortable. Probably similar to that, that yeah. way you felt where yeah. it's like. Yeah, like, how do you act? How do you break out of your shell? Because, like. In a way, we're in our own circle, too. You know, the Mm -hmm. jam scene, it's inclusive of a lot of different folks, but it's kind of hard to permeate if it's not your thing. You know, Yes, it is. True. Yeah, I could see how it would be. um, That's a really good point. What made you start doing that? Or was that just something (laughs) innate that you, you're like, I'm. Going to see other music? Yeah, like Um, that. It was a mixture of, like, having friends in other scenes. Like, I was never into punk music or anything like that. And, like, I was never very aggressive. So, like, going into (laughs) a situation, we went to a bar in South Philly when I lived there. And it was, like. A nightmare, you know, everyone's drinking PBRs and like smoking cigarettes inside and like yelling at each other and wearing tons of jean attire. And like, I never see that before. I've never been in that. It's like, it's like the hell in the bucket music video, you know? And um, yeah, it just felt weird. And I did that once on a whim and then kind of like, I don't do it all the time, but yeah. it's, it's nice when you find yourself in those situations. Yeah. Well, that's something we learn. I don't like, especially you guys have to, we all learn years ago. Like it's different when you go to see a scene. Instead of like you hear the album or you hear something on the radio, it's like, I don't like that. Well, don't judge too quickly until you go 
get immersed in that scene and totally. see the band live. Because as we know, you know, live yes. is so much different than what gets laid yeah. down in a studio Absolutely. or something else. Hmm. So something I've been thinking about lately is like it, a lot of the bands in, in the jam scene that we all love, like each band has its superpower, right? Like for me, the dead has this superpower of like, being able to make the darkest parts of myself palatable and with like adding sweetness to that. You know what I mean? Fish is joy. That's their superpower. hundred percent like channeling joy unfiltered. Um, if you had to say what, what do you think Bodhi Mojo's superpower is or is it developing me figuring it out? Yeah, it's still in the works. <laughs> We'll get back to you. <laughs> I like that. I, think I know what Mike's going to say. It's developing, but we are definitely moving in a direction. Like oh, these, sure. these past few shows we've done are probably the best shows we have. Why? I think Why do you say that? It's, there, it's, it's, it's solidifying. Um, Come a little closer. It's solidifying. Yeah. There's a way uh, the grooves are, I mean, uh, definitely one of the things is that, uh, I mean, Harrison and I work together in multiple projects and have, for a while uh there is some degree of telepathy between the two of oh, yeah. us um <laughs> wow when it, when it comes to just switching or uh pulling back pushing forward that sort of thing um and i think i'd say that's starting to extend to jack and chris as well um yeah there there is uh it's happened a few times because we record a lot of the shows that we do whether or not it makes it to the internet um where i'll be listening back to it, it's like how did we do that i don't there was no cue. There was no cue. It's just there. Now it's somewhere else. And hmm. hopefully we can expand upon being able to do that. Cause I think yeah, really that, cool. that is the magic to me. Yeah. I don't know if it's like wow. our superpower, but it's what that, what I strive to tap into is the moment. And it doesn't happen like every show or it may happen on like a more off night, just once or twice or something, but it will happen where like we're in a completely, completely new territory. You know, it's like, reckless abandon we've changed keys <laughs> and we don't have a song in this key so was, let's fucking go there was, one, and, there was one at the the last show we did at the good foot where coming out of a uh, doobie brothers long train running um it just melts <laughs> it's goes out of time out of rhythm the drums go into like a triplet feel almost that i think is still not on the pulse um then the key drops then everything drops that's three, four, back into the the uh, song. And there was no out. cues, no cues, no, not at all. <laughs> we try, we try to keep it pretty wow. honest, and like, I mean, like I said, that's like my favorite part, man. Like when you're out in the middle of nowhere wow. and like you're taking risks. So we just we try to take risks, man. And like if if it lands, it lands, and when it does, it's the best best feeling for me in the whole world. I mean, on that part, mm -hmm. I was just kind of like lost and a little confused. <laughs> and I was like, Are we going to end the song? I'll slow it down. I'll you yeah. know, change up the rhythm a bit. And then, and then we kept going into another one, yeah. which I did not expect that, but it happened. Yeah. But ahead. I very specifically remember that part of the song being like, yeah. And as Jack well, was saying, it's not like necessarily our superpower, but it's like what we all appreciate about the music we listen to right. and like trying to replicate it and then being able to 
you know, replicate it without even trying, you know, right. like you shoot for it in your head before the show and then you're there and you lose all control. Mm. Like, wait, we're there. We're, we finally arrived. How did we get here? We tried yeah. to be at. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just going to say probably the same thing that popped. We both looked at each other yeah. when he said that about, about taking chances. And so we were talking this morning about that's one thing we love about you guys listening to your music. We've only seen you the one time, but listening to your music and watching, you guys have a lot of stuff on YouTube for a band that's only a couple of years in. Where is you guys play on the edge? You take you take the, mm-hmm. you you make you make mistakes, but you know it's kind of like the dead. You play right through them, and it fucking works. When we saw it's you, like, it's like yeah. that's what we want to see when we go see a band. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see that old cookie cutter thing of oh same show they played last night, same show they played last week in Minneapolis, same show they yeah. play. It's like different every time and taking chances and messing up once in a while. But yeah, I'm no stranger to a, a wrong note, you know. But I. I fucking love when I'm watching a band and like some dude plays a wrong note and and because to me it's like they're taking chances and I like to see that you know as in the audience as well. Absolutely, and Trey does it all the time and just yeah. smiles that big girl. ass grin when he blows it. He just looks like <laughs> yeah. Who says that that's not what's supposed to happen? It's right? live music. It's yeah. human. Yeah, yeah. that's and why you want to see it. And I'm a person like of structure, like I believe in set lists, but Jack is a firm <laughs> believer in like, yeah, we'll have like a list of things we could play, but like we shouldn't have a set, you know, boundary because once you put a boundary up, it's hard to cross over. Mm-hmm. Right. And Dude, I'm, just, I'm just starting to learn a little bit more about the whole, you know, we balance form. each other out pretty well. We're yeah. like the same person and we're also completely different. Like very I different. am like no plan. Let's go. Um, <laughs> and he's like very structured. So that's healthy. He said well, it started at 11. I got to be there at. A ten fifty nine, so I guess you know that kind of thing. Oh shit! I like that way of thinking, Chris. You know, set list to me, a good set list is built for somebody that's tripping. In my mind, like, what do you mean by that? I know. So think about this: if you got two sets of music, right? When you get there, you've just taken your drugs, right? So the first set is for your come up. For some people. For, I'm just, this is in my head. I, this is <laughs> okay, not. We're rolling with it. We're taking risks. There's, there's no rules risks. here, but this is always what I thought when I went to Dead <laughs> Shows. Like, the first set was for the come up. You're not getting, like, a 45-minute jam in the first set. Because everybody's not high enough for that shit yet. <laughs> right? Yeah. The last song leading to set break is going to be super jammy and leave you like, fuck, I want more. <laughs> Right? Coming into the first set, you want to punch him in the face. Everybody's spun as fuck. Right? Punch him in the face, get him spun and spinning around, and then take him into outer space mm. in the second That's set. That's funny you say that because we, our last show at The Good Foot, we started the first three songs totaled 40 minutes. So, we were going. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes for us, it's like maybe you want to dip in to that like the jam early you well, know that was i don't know i, I mean our crowds vibe. are obviously very different than i was gonna say that was the that, vibe yeah, yeah, yeah. Night, there's, a, there's some people that are spun but most of the audience <laughs> is just like probably drunk i remember it being like that that show in particular it was like nobody there nobody there nobody there we're on in two minutes and then all of a sudden it's like 50 people in the room oh wow yeah. it's they were they were they were ready <laughs> okay that's why okay. we went down the rabbit yeah. hole immediately <laughs> so you can feel that when you're on the stage like you can tell Especially well, there, because you're oh, yeah. right on the ground level. You're looking them straight in the eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. the good foot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dang, little weird ground. basement. Oh, you're so oh, right. Yeah, like, it's kind of yeah, awkward, we've had, isn't it? Great shows at Good Foot. Then you go and get out and go to Baby Doll Pizza. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good food. Yeah, man. Shout, out, shout out to Good Foot. We love the Good Foot. Good Foot and Baby Doll, too. 
Maybe mm-hmm. D's. Yeah. Maybe I was going to say when I'm, when I'm up there, I'm always looking down for some reason. I got like a hat over my eyes, but I'm, <laughs> you know what to play by what people's feet are doing, you know? Cause I'm never oh, looking okay. at someone in the eyes. Cause like, I'm just not intimate like that with some strangers, but like looking at someone's <laughs> feet, you get to know who they are a little better. You know, you get to like, Oh, like this whole like left side of the crowd is, you know, tangling up their limbs and this man, folk, I'm like a foot guy. What can I say? Big foot guy. Big foot guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the good foot's awesome too. Cause you have people, I know I've done it being there and you realize all of a sudden somebody's like, it's so easy for the audience to be on the, on stage, the stage with you all of a sudden. Yeah. On the same level, yeah. To just like kind of lo- like dance and the eyes closed. Next thing you know, it's like, bro. Little- you got a trombone player. You got some strangers. You got a trombone player. Get out Saxophone. of here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. There's three people that are allowed to come up to our sets whenever the fuck they want. That is Jeff Chilton. Shout if out you're Jeff. hearing this, Jeff. Shout out Jeff Chilton. He's from JC Proof. He'll also be at Mojo Fest. He's a great trombone player. Scott from Lost Ox, the drummer. Ooh. And uh, and then um, Sean McLean from World's Finest too, oh, yeah. right saxophone. On. So those guys all, we just let them come up. I think when we saw you guys, Sean played with you guys. Yeah, yeah. He's coming to Mojo Fest yeah. too. He'll be he'll he'll be a, a featured artist at large. So Ooh. he's just going to be popping on sets. Hopefully, he's just walking around with his saxophone. <laughs> he reached out to me. He's like he's like, hey man, like I'd love to be a, a part of the festival. Basically, you know, just like pay me some money and I'll walk around with my saxophone. I'm like. I'm fucking down. Okay. <laughs> can I can I tell the story of how we met Sean, or at least how I met Sean? Yes. Yeah, please. So, um, not this. Uh, it was yeah, right. Sorry. Uh, it was last summer. Right. Was the um the PDX Couch Tour sets? Yeah, that was oh, that yeah. was like one of those two years ago. Two years ago. It was two years ago. My God, COVID, So yeah, two years ago that summer, and that was really like the main one of the main things that kind of helped us keep going during that time was these like live streamed sets from wherever they were setting up. They had like three different spots. Um, and so one of the, one of those times we're out there and there's this guy loitering around out there. Who's obviously a musician. You can just tell. Um, and we're like, Hey man, what's good. And he's like, Oh yeah. Um, I think my band's playing the, uh, the couch store thing tonight. You're like, well, that's funny. Cause I'm pretty sure we're playing the couch store thing tonight. And I'm like, who, who are you with man? And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Sean from uh, world's finest. And I'm like, I forget if it was you or me, but it was somebody who was like, you want to just jump on our set? Oh, shit. He had the wrong night. Yeah, he had the wrong night. We were right. We were Usually right. it's wrong for us. Usually we're like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, we fucked up. Yeah. yeah, but he's cool. No, yeah, great guy. Um, Not every day you meet a horn player who's like, yeah, I specifically do jam band stuff. Right? Yeah. I it, Hearing horns, Mel always says it, like the... The horn section adds so much. Oh my gosh. It means you're going to party down. That's what it means. Yeah. I mean, you know, just it's not like dipping your toe in the water. It's like a splash. Yeah. You can't fake that kind of a texture with, with anything no. else. There's no guitar pedal that sounds like a trumpet. <laughs> it's amazing. No. It, the thing with the jam scene in particular, like, and and you brought it up earlier a little bit, is like, the inclusive nature of it, but the, it can be, it can seem exclusionary from the outside. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, coming into it, like the, when I first got into it, it was intimidating because you have all these people who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're, and like you said, you're looking around and you know what it looks like to be normal or like do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then you're seeing everyone break that boundary in your own perspective. Um, and yeah. It pulls, puts up a little bit of a wall and, if you just slowly start to break that down, get into it. 
it feels kind of culty. Like, I don't know. I, I can't ever get around that. Like when I, I try not to be too forceful when telling my friends, like even Harrison, I'm like, dude, you should come to fish. You should come to fish. But I've, I think I'll stop saying it. Cause Have like, you I don't invited wanna... <laughs> Of course I've invited you, dude. I don't remember. We're going to the East coast for summer tour. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's just like, I, I, again, it's like that freedom of choice. And like my first fish show, that was one thing I really noticed is that like people are just very comfortable doing their thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I was dead sober for it. And it, uh, it was a great time. Yeah. I said, you don't know what you're missing until you see Fishman playing drums live, though, Harrison. He's sick. I bet. <laughs> Very strong drummer. Yeah, he's a machine. It's, 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 it's nuts. Like, from a drumming perspective, it's insane to watch what that guy does, man. And I, I get what you mean, though. Like, I was so guilty when I first got turned on to the dead of being, like, the zealot yeah same no one likes it no one digs it no we weren't we weren't friends for a year yeah we didn't talk for a while because i was i was sick (laughs) he say i still have them all he sent me letters from the road back when there was no there i mean there was no internet back then it was handwritten letters snail mail Mm -hmm. from the road like a collection and i'd just look at him he'd sign his nickname was pigeon i'm like oh god now he's pigeon (laughs) he's on the road with the dead we're like whatever fucking yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's kind of based on like the exclusive exclusive exclusivity of like the outside life like everything outside the dead outside the jam world it's like that's exclusive too it's like that's true man it's not there's no normal really it's just like you're like on the bus or off it that kind of thing but you know even with sneakers so many, think about like sneaker heads yeah same thing you're either on the bus or you're not yeah like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know what it reminds me of actually is uh is the jazz scene um you get in there and it's a bunch of people who kind of think similar ways and they dress in similar ways and they all know these tunes and they're not saying what the name is. It's just, and everybody's in, everybody knows what it is. If there's words, everybody knows the words. It's the same thing coming, coming into this jam thing Mm -hmm. is the same sort of thing. It's like, what is it like? Okay. Like everybody know what is this? And like, Oh man, this is eyes of the world. Like, okay. Well, you didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, I do now. I've got it now. But yeah. like, <laughs> how many times did you see Jerry, bro? <laughs> the jazz scene is funny because, like, it's so cutthroat. The jazz jam. You either have jazz you chops have or, you or you don't. don't. <laughs> I'm not a jazz player. I remember one time I was in L.A. visiting my sister, and there was a like a jazz open jam. And like I had just started playing guitar, I was probably like seventeen. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go." Oh, like, buddy, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I thought it was a just an open mic in general. And so I go, I was like, I'm just going to play a little Bob Dylan song or something like that. And I'm like, dude, I like get up there and like, thank God I did not step on stage. But it was like, I just watched these people for an hour that were just killing it. And like, you I was hide just gonna, your guitar under your chair. Yeah. Like, and then, but at the same time, it's like, fuck it, dude. Maybe I should have just gone and done it because mm-hmm. who cares? You know, and like that exclusivity thing. Because it's like, why are we, why do we have to like put up those walls? Yes, you know? Jack. I think sometimes. The walls are built not on purpose. Hmm. Like, think about when the water molds like the sand and it keeps splashing against and then it actually finally makes kind of like a wall, you know? Yep. Um, sometimes circumstances create direction. And people like compartments too. They like boxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, live no. in, we live in large open rectangles. You're not wrong, Mike. <laughs> True. I just, I guess I wish that like everybody could feel that feeling. You know, I think things would be better out there. I really do. Like that, 
moment when Trey holds the note forever and sustains for a minute and a half and your fucking tears are streaming down your face. Like, I think if everyone could feel that it'd be a different place. It took, it takes some time too. like my eyes. My first fish show was like 2013, but I didn't get, I didn't have that like flip my mind get totally hooked until I saw them summer 2015, like the fairly well tour, which is some of my favorite fish. Like they were on. That was our first fish show really? since, well, my first show was in, um, Olympia in 93, but I didn't, I didn't know what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. And, but he, after fairly well, him and I were like, really? yeah, yeah. We, we were like, we need well, to one check of us out were fish. on the pit. We, we thought, thought, didn't really like Trey's voice. Thought everything, all the lyrics seemed so like silly? an inside joke, kind of <laughs> like silly thing. Love the jams and the guitar, but then it'd be like, it, eh, no. And plus, we were just so stuck on like Grateful Dead was it. It was bad. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Yeah, bad. it it can take time. And I, my first show, I I actually I snuck into it. I was like, I used <laughs> yeah. to love sneaking into shows. This kind of started this a lot. I remember I like army crawled. This was at Dick's 2013, and someone I'd never heard of fish. Someone had just told me. That day, it was a Saturday, and I was in college, and they're like, let's go to Fish. I'm like, let's go to this band. And then I'm like, it's like a bunch of people in line, and then off to the left is this grass field with two-foot-tall grass, like 100 feet long. And like me and my buddy, Army crawled through that grass field, and then we get to like a giant iron fence with like five cops right on the other side of it. And we're like, well, we got to hop this fence. Like, we just got to do it. And um. And then so we, we hopped it. They weren't like right. They were like probably 20 feet to the right, hopped it, jumped in. They didn't see us. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, I think I'm good. I'm a fish head now. This, <laughs> yeah. This is what those people dude, do. Literally though, this guy like comes up to me. He's like, you made it, dude. Like, <laughs> oh shit. Saw oh, go down. He was yes. like, you're good. And I was like, that is right. funny. That's funny too that he mentioned that just a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about when they announced the fish line with his nephew. He's like, "I'll just sneak in." It's like you cannot sneak into dicks. And then he, we were coming up with ways of how you. I was could like, do "You it. need a grappling hook or like be Batman <laughs> oh, or something." Oh, dude, yeah, it I can didn't be pay, done. I didn't pay for a dicks ticket. I'm sorry, fish. I I pay for all the tickets now. Don't worry. But like, yeah. I didn't pay for a dicks ticket. I would go into the side gate, and there was. I would tell him I worked for Marco's Pizza. What the f- <laughs> that's what Ryder would say because he does cable and slay. He's all he's all, dude. You can walk into any place if you have a ladder. High vis and ten foot ladder. They'll let you. Yes, yep. high vis. That's exactly that's what, what he said. He's like, he's all, he's all, dude. I'm supposed to be fixing the wires. You like make something, and they'll be like, you don't want to be the guy that fucks up the yeah. show. Get uh, Mike down here. He's the one that called me because there's always a mic somewhere on the crew. I would say Marco's Pizza. Someone told me to say that, and it worked until 2019. Yeah. And then it stopped working, and I started buying fish tickets. Got hip to but it. Also, I so from that That's fish show. It Wait, was, so was, up until 2019, so after it didn't work, did you go buy a ticket and go in? Yeah, and then I was like, I should okay. probably start paying. For okay, <laughs> proper <laughs> citizen. I'm 25 years old. Okay, but, but like when I was young, I used to sneak in. Like I just loved the thrill of that. So I snuck into probably 15 Red Rock shows. I, I had a, a whole method, and like I was like a little sneaky college kid. And so my first one was Juicy J and um, like Kid Cudi. <laughs> Took me a second. And um, Tyler, the creator. And oh, shit. It was I, sick. Yeah, yeah. Red Rocks has all do- like sorts of shows. But I would go in dressed as a security guard and like 
but it was the worst dressed security guard ever. I was literally wearing like <laughs> fucking a fake nose with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm here to take care of you. <laughs> oh, but like, I would, so this was my, this is what worked. I had brown pants, brown khakis, a belt, walkie talkie. Walkie talkie was big. And then like a cord dangling. And then I also volunteered, I volunteered at children's hospital during the time. So I, I wore a blue fucking children's hospital volunteer shirt. So I looked like, I don't know what, like, but it was so bizarre. A hodgepodge of different things. <laughs> yeah. Is he a cop? I'd get up to the gate and like, they just look at me. They're confused. I give a head nod and they don't say shit. Try sneaking into a Halloween show. That's kind of the, oh the ultimate gosh. test. Yeah. Do the Halloween show. You dress normal and you can get in. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be normal. That's <laughs> funny what he was just saying too, because we got to the point where Ryder was talking about all the, like a costume. It's like, doesn't it get to a point where it's going to cost you more time and effort than just buying buy a, a ticket, fucking brother. ticket? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I feel yeah, bad. but it's the thrill of it. It's you know, the thrill yeah. of sneaking in. And there's plenty of wooks that listen to this show. Mm-hmm. And we just told them how to sneak in. Well, actually, they've had anymore. their own. They, they, I, that also had a falling out. None too. of you out there look like security guards. Yeah, yeah. Know it. The dreads ruin it, my friend. I snuck my mom. So the last time I ever did it was I took my mom and I told her that because I volunteered at Children's Hospital, I get into Red Rocks for oh free. God. And she bought it. And <laughs> we, I like get in my uniform. <laughs> oh <laughs> We're going up the line. We're going to see Big G, Big Gigantic. So it was a fucking, <gasps> it was a rave, dude. Like I was like, mom, let's just go. And, um, and we're walking up the steps and she, uh, she literally, this doesn't sound even believable at all, but she was like, Jack, who is Molly? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my Mom, do you want Molly? me to introduce you? You guys don't believe me. <laughs> all right. We can call her. <laughs> we can call her. <laughs> I believe you. Dar- Dar- Darwin. By the way, Darwin, Darwin. Darwin just dusted the room. Oh, it's that's waiting <laughs> over here. I was like, I, oh, I heard writers. Huh? I was like, are they, is he cooking? No, that's not somebody cooking no, something. That's, Darwin. that's somebody taking a shit Ooh. in the corner of the. Yeah, so. <laughs> sorry, 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 guys. Well, it wasn't do, me. I'm gonna something. Turn on something. HVAC, you know. <laughs> so wait, mom asks, "Did you get in? We got in. So that was. Did you get some Molly?" <laughs> Mom was high. Uh, I kept it pretty chill that night. Okay. Um, but yeah, we like, so that time we got up to the gate and it was for some reason they didn't like that. I was with a mom. Usually I have no problems and they like, like I get up there. No they, moms. No moms, dude. And they look me up and down and then I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here for the, the children's hospital tent. And like this guy's working at Red Rock. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, um, I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just like making stuff up. And then my mom was like, Jack, what is going on? (laughs) But they let us in. Like, but they still, and they let you in anyway. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't try this at home kids. You're just going to have a bad time. Do you think they let you in? Because it was just like, okay, this let is him so in. bad. We're mom. just going to let him in. We don't want to embarrass this like, kid. Involved in I've been slowly should, taking should, money from Jack to pay back fish. Should we call my shows? mom? She'd probably pick up. Mom. <laughs> yeah. She might pick up. Do it. Do it. Do it. Right. Dude, because I feel like you guys don't believe me. Well, I believe you, but I, totally I want to hear from mom. Yeah. This is also a friendly reminder to call your mother. or Call your mom. She might be teaching right now. Let's see. At the children's hospital? At Red Rock in the tent. Unsolicited call to Jack's mom. Well, sort of unsolicited. Hi, this is Crank Cankers. Yeah. <laughs> is your refrigerator running? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, shit. Hey, mom. Oh. Hi. Hey, are you teaching? Uh, no, it's Saturday. 
Oh shit! It is Saturday. Right on, Jack. Mom, do you remember the time that we went to Red Rocks, that big gigantic show? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Do you um? Do you remember getting in? Uh, I do. It was a very memorable event. Yeah. Well, I just. Oh, sorry. I'm just. We're doing a little podcast here. I thought I'd give you a call, but um, you remember? Do you remember the name that everybody kept calling out? Yeah, you mean like when we were walking up the stairs in the big long line and surrounded by millions of young kids and and yeah, I do remember I kept hearing a common a name. Yes, do you want me to tell tell that or do you well, remember? You can say it's it's legal. Yeah, no, I no, I was just surprised with like it was just a million young kids and I kept hearing Molly and I was like, Jesus. wow, that's such like an old fashioned name, like even for my generation. It's, old-fashioned and i'm like wow that must be the new trend now to name girls molly or something until somebody explained to me what the heck molly was so, yeah cool well i love you mom Thank love you, you so mom much. love you mom Thank you. love you <laughs> yep yep bye-bye <laughs> so, <laughs> wow yes wow. goes out to mom That's so rad. did mom have fun she liked it yeah yeah yeah, I feel like you can go to those kind of things. And Red Rocks is also just like, yeah. I mean, the coolest See place. Anything Have you guys there. been there? Yeah, yes. we saw Green Sky and Cats. Our first time there. Whoa. Yeah, Green great. Sky, Circles Around the Sun, and Railroad Earth mm-hmm. all in the same weekend there. Nights. It was and we all walked out. Like, I remember calling me. I was like, I would come see anything. I would come see the Wiggles at Red Rock just because it doesn't yeah, matter. It's such set. an amazing. Any day of the week, I would see the Wiggles at yeah, Red Rock. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even a Hot good, potato. like, I wouldn't see them any. I might go see the Wiggles here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're just cool. So, all right. Well, gentlemen, why don't you uh, plug all of your, like, website and where everybody can find you and mo- Mojo Fest. Yeah, we have uh, BodieMojo.com. You can find, you know, links to upcoming shows and Mojo Family Fest. You can buy tickets there and the whole thing. Um, you want to tell them about our album we just finished? Yeah. I uh, should have said that maybe a little earlier. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for the past two months, well, we've been writing music together since forever. Um, and we've been, we had a recording session at Super Secret Studios. I don't know if we're legally allowed to say that. Super it's Secret. secret. Sounds like it. It yeah, awesome scared. guys over with Super Secret Band who will also be at Mojo Fest. Um, and we did a recording session there, and we're kind of mixing it in house, and hope to have it done by April is the is the goal. Ooh. So, huh? It's a lot. It'll be called. It's called Bodie Mojo yeah. Midnight Dojo. Oh, yes. <laughs> who came up with the name? <laughs> yes. I don't know who came up with that. <laughs> team effort. Team effort. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well played. What's the dates for the festival? 24th yeah. through the 26th of June. Yep. 24th through the 26th the of June. Week. Third week? Yeah. Fourth week? All right. It starts at noon on Friday, so Look, be sure to pile in. You guys, you have nothing going on on those days. Like, you literally were just thinking, man, at the end of June, I don't have anything to do. Now you're going to be doing a performance uh, at Mojo Fest. Yeah. That's and right. You, and you out there are going to come see it. it. So you're coming. Come hang out, you guys. It'll be fun. And you get to meet Jack and the guys and, and Mel and Apple. And a lot of other there. really good people. Good yeah. musicians, good folks, good artists. Yep. And make sure you follow these guys on Instagram and all the places at... At Bodie.mojo. Got it. And uh, be, be nice to each other and smile. and You know, all that stuff. Wash your hands. And well, like I always say, too, go on YouTube. These guys have yeah. a lot. There's a lot of performances of them live up on YouTube, which I love. 
We also upload a lot of live performances to Bandcamp. Those are that's yeah. probably where you can find most of the shows. Bandcamp, okay. okay. And feel free to give us a shout too. I mean, like, we'll we'll answer you. You know, <laughs> we yeah. Have if to you're, talk, so. you're booking bands, hit them up. I'm sure Absolutely. they'd be more than happy to come out and play for you. So, all right, guys, thanks for hanging out. And no, thank uh, you, guys. We'll be back yeah. in a minute with three of us talking shit for an hour or so. So, Woo. stay tuned. Woohoo! Thanks, guys. What'd you think? Bodie Mojo's pretty rad, huh? Yeah, they are. Yep. Hell yeah. We're pretty rad too, but you know what we're gonna do? <laughs> what? We're gonna we're gonna do commercials here for a second. Just what? just a couple of them. What Don't kind fast of forward. You, you wanna hear this. This is cool. So just hang on a second. Our commercials are good. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. You're good, Apple. Mm-hmm. You wanna smoke weed. Yes. You want the best weed you can get if you're going to bother eating, smoking, or wiping it on you, right? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Okay. So if you live here in Portland, what you or- do is you go to Define Premium Cannabis in Hillsborough or Forest Grove. What is that? That is the premium cannabis dispensary in the Portland area. They have everything you can imagine from the best flower to dabs to shatters all the things look at you knowing all the things that you can't wow. use I know, oh, no. drag. <laughs> but they even have bath salts that i can use and that is a wonderful thing to be able to use at least one of the products there but you out there you can use all the products right apple yeah i suggest using what do you all got the product going? on 420 we will be having a a percentage off it's funny a lot of dispensaries they don't nobody wants to say exactly what they're doing until like the day before because everybody tries to one-up each other but if you come out there it'll be a percentage off there there'll be some things going on it's 420 so you know, come visit us yeah hey man it's things right with they're the stocked and ready yeah, for yeah, you i'm stocking up this week there's a lot of stuff in the safe special things going out on 420 so come see us at define premium cannabis one in the hillsborough in hillsborough and one in forest grove i'm at the one in hillsborough five days a week monday through friday you come in and remember tell us your listener 10% off, free t-shirt, wear that t-shirt back, 15% off. We love you. Come get high. There. See, I wasn't lying. No, no. you weren't. Uh-uh. No, you don't be lying Were about stuff barren? like that. Uh, what? I don't know. That was In my terrible. head, it made sense. Barren? <laughs> wow. Well, you bar- okay. You, can't you said I wasn't chilling? lying like an animal and then... Oh, bear so, like okay, raw. I get it. Oh. It's funny, Mel. Hey, yeah. no, no, it was, it was better. I'm when sorry, it, but it, it was better it. after she explained it. It was. Shut up. It, it did. It it brought brought it some weight. Yeah, but after you have to explain a joke, no, it yeah, loses ninety five ninety five percent of the laughs, and the the five percent that you get are just like, <laughs> yeah, it was, that, that was, was my grandpa. Good. My grandpa used to always <laughs> tell the punchline and then be like, oh, oh, I messed it up, and then go try to tell the joke, like you did in uh, Ventura. <laughs> Do you remember? No, I, I vaguely. That? I oh god, when? what was that? I, uh, you and I had heard the joke, and we're trying to tell Aaron the joke. Oh, and I got, I got hot. I was like, "What the fuck?" You guys, tell me the joke, and I, I ruined it. <laughs> totally ruined it. Yeah, I don't remember what the joke was now. But I can't I, I remember the whole it. joke it was, either, and yeah. I'm not going to screw it up again. Uh-uh. Okay. So we don't want Aaron to get heated. Typically at the, at the end of a, a, of an episode, we do like, you know, an hour or whatever. And we talk about our, our week or it's really hard this week to do that without doing a full recap, recap. of skull and roses. <laughs> it, and, yes. and we have a I'm skull and s- roses episode well, that's going to be coming out. And I don't want to, I don't want to say this, just redo everything for that. I'm going to say this, say this. 
the further away we get from Skull and Roses, the further away we'll remember all of the Oh, no, things. I got it locked I, in. I, I'm saying trap. that. Well, then I'm saying it for myself. So if we want something current, I think we should definitely do at least a little yeah, mini recap. Yeah, touch on it. And because that was our week. That was our week. And by the time Skull and Roses comes out, we're going to have another week. Well, why, why don't we, I got an idea. What? Why don't we eat? Each like kind of how we do like your favorite thing, like our, our few favorite moments of the festival without going because there's we each have like a hundred oh th- easily w- like a few of our favorites mm-hmm. I only have one which was only one no really no <laughs> <laughs> are you serious man? I'm serious you man. only enjoyed yourself once once oh. and it was it was four days long yeah oh, he was he was he was Funny. mean he you was, know what he was man it was hard. super rad. <laughs> We just got back from Ventura. It was super rad to be at a festival, period. Like, we did do the Gorge last year, and we did do a couple of days in Eugene, but those aren't festivals. Like, that was fish. This was different. Yeah, even four, was it two days or three days? Where? Fish. We did three days. So three days at Fish, it's still not a festival because it's a concert because it's one performance in the evening. You're hanging out during the day. That's on you. You're not necessarily doing festival stuff, but this was a full on festival. What's festival stuff? Festival stuff is like shopping and getting stuff from vendors and like waking up late and like cooking on your grill and listening to music at your camp and like meeting new people near your camp and like getting outfits for the evening's festivities. All right. Those, yeah, yeah that, those that are all, all those are all good stuff. things. Yeah. yeah. Getting some good little vendor food here and there because you yeah. can't eat that vendor food the whole week. I mean, you, you can, can't do that, but it, it's it's well, many, many it's good people. Can, okay, absolutely, you can do That's that. That's true, but for it's longevity, not conducive for longevity, <laughs> no, yes. or, or quality or, bathroom. And we forget too. We're not in our twenties. You're absolutely able to do that in your twenties, and it's fine. That's true. When yeah. you're, and it's maybe even in your early thirties, but as you start to age and your body starts to change, and you know, it just gets a little Going less adaptable change. to all that kind of harsh living. I, I did notice, like, I exercise regularly four to five days a week, every week, unless we're at a festival. And still, by, I mean, we started early. Most of the days we were there, we were up, you and I were up at seven. Um, But by like nine o'clock at night, I was burnt out. Oh, yeah. And we were on good behavior. Most of the time. We were on excellent. I would say I was on excellent, pristine behavior. Yeah. That's, I would say that. So would I. I mean, I had maybe three quarters of a hard kombucha the whole time. You two are very well behaved. And maybe a few <laughs> tokes here and there. I didn't, yeah. I did nothing. I say, I, I, I guess I, I have it tougher. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, Everybody, you poor thing. Huh? Well, like Brady and Bryce, everybody, they, they like want me to, they know I'm the partier that I'll stay up all night and stay out all day and I'll drink and I'll smoke and I'll do whatever else. And there, but I, I was good. Yeah, you were. I was proud. Of I was. That. I was very good. I had we a, were, I had we a couple. Working. I had like a couple beers at the end of each day when I knew we were done, which was so nice after being in that dusty bowl and running around the sun all day. That makes like a cold beer so good. It's like it when you like work you, in the yard all day or something. And you work for it. Yeah. Yeah. You work for it. And just I, I wash wish, it down. I wish, like when I see you, 
I'm hot too. <clears throat> I, I've been in the <clears throat> dust all day too. Yeah. I I see you drinking that beer, and I'm like, oh my god, because the the beer cans are designed to look delicious. Yeah. And then like. You guys pull it out of the ice chest and it's like glistening. And, the, and if dew. you do it right, you rub it on your forehead first after being out the sun. You just cool and your I'm head watching down. And just like, fuck. Like, See, I, I get the opposite reaction. I'm like, that's fucking dope that you can have a cool drink that you love. Mm. I don't resent it. I think it's dope. I don't, it's not I'll a take, resent. I'm not I'll take like, a little sip. Apple. No, no. You just wish you, <laughs> yeah, you wish I could not partake without, without, have, without not enjoying yourself. What an asshole. You don't, what you don't enjoy alcohol. <laughs> yeah. No. Once in a while, you'll enjoy a cider or something. And or then like, every time uh, I do, I'm like, I'm not doing that again. It made me feel like shit. Yeah. yeah. One sip, my lips are numb. Two sips, It is I'm nice drunk. to have... Uh, some type of alcoholic beverage and a cool because I I just don't I don't like beer because it makes me beers bloaty. bloat beers bloaty that's I I actually I've tried hard kombuchas those ones that they had there were because I I I opened two of them while I was there and took a few sips and it was like here Mel uh, yeah. you should have this <laughs> that's and why they, I said three quarters of were, one <laughs> they were bomb they were bomb that like. Was it like a mixed berry one or something? There was like a mixed that? berry one, and there was a, a mango or passion fruit? passion okay. mango something. Or wait, there was a passion one, and then the mango was a spicy mango. I opened that, and it had it had like a heat after okay. the taste of it. That one I didn't even give it to you. That was like towards, and I was you were busy, didn't yeah. I? I kind of snuck off and was like, oh, that fell in the trash. That's spicy. <laughs> that, that would be killing me the next day. I just oh, I I was really happy to be around our festival family. Yes. Yeah. And seeing so many of the faces that we saw from 2019 and that festival was the first one that got canceled and it was such a bummer when it happened and it continued to be a bummer for the entire 2020, 21 and part of this year and until we got back there and it, it was just great, man. It, you know, and nothing is without its like imperfections and its hardships and Skull and Roses had their fair share of stuff that, went wrong or kind of could have gotten a little different it was still incredible yeah amazing still it was there and amazing. can i say I, I'll, i'm gonna speak for all three of us right now because i don't think you two will disagree with me i can say one of our favorite things of the entire weekend was getting to meet wicked awesome Aww. mike at wicked in, awesome tn in person wow. he designed uh one of our first logos the one with the skulls on it when right with Ryder and darwin in it and he was already like family that that's a brother forever brother yeah. for life we yeah. love you mike hey you know he came all the way from tennessee by himself to come to that festival knowing that we would be there and invited by personally by big steve yeah and we met for breakfast every morning we hung out all day at at each day and he was part of our crew it was like I had known him my whole life and I, we hadn't seen each other in a long time and we were just catching up. Yeah. And it felt so comfortable and just awesome to know that that's him. When somebody can just easily slip in to the three of our weirdness. Yeah. Like group without any like, it just it there it didn't skip without a beat. any effort. It was or nothing. Bother. We yeah. we wanted him there every yeah. time. The first day he was like, oh, I don't want to bug you guys too much, and 
first thing Aaron did, it was every morning, it was like, hit mic up, let's figure out where we're going to breakfast, meet up, hang out all day. Well, it was nice too, like sometimes, you know, just breaking off, like, okay, Aaron and Mike are doing their thing, Apple and I over here, or, you know, Apple and Mike, or whatever. It was just really cool to have that fourth pillar and that Mm -hmm. extra little bit of like, even if he didn't do anything for the show, it was helping us yeah. because he was there he, to. He's just, got he the just chillest had, energy. Yeah, he just had good energy like, and funny and. And it was cool that yeah, each of us got of to got to spend time with him. Yeah, individually and together as a group, and he gets our sense of humor when we're being stupid and silly. <laughs> yeah. and, <laughs> he had to endure many yeah, uh, fights <laughs> yes. between me and the guys. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, Mike, if you listen to this, just. Thanks for being our friend, man, yeah. and, and for being yes, part Mike. of the No Simple Road family and being who you are, because you are one fantastic, beautiful human being. And dude. thanks for the acai bowls. They were yeah, freaking amazing, and you didn't have to do that, but you did. And you. we saw a bunch of listeners down there. Oh, I, Frank and Pat. Yeah. Thank you so much for, like, we're out getting our breakfast, so we weren't even at Skull and Roses yet. We're just in Ventura, the city, and we're walking out with our goodies, and- Frank says, Hey, Mel, Apple, no simple road. Aaron hadn't come out yet. He was grabbing his coffee, comes out, grabs his coffee, boom, hug, telling us about his gratitude for the show. And, you know, it's stuff like that, especially like when we're not at the event, we're like outside of the event to be recognized and to be stopped and to just share those few words. And it's, like charged me up for the rest of the day because mm-hmm. that was at the very beginning of the and it, day. And like he said too, it, it's it, it it's cool always, but that like wasn't at the festival no. or you know, we were no. a little ways away just at a breakfast spot and like it recognized like out and about on town. Yeah, it was it's amazing. super special. Thank you, thank you for doing that. Yeah, and walking into the bowl on day two and seeing Bo. Oh my wearing gosh! A no simple road <laughs> shirt. Walking into the bowl and the. First thing I see is a no simple road yeah. shirt. Yeah. And like, grooving out. Yeah, man. The, one the, of the best things you can see. Mm-hmm. And just meeting Jesse and uh, the winner of the tickets. And what a dope human being that is. I'm so glad that that's who won tickets to, the, to that in 2019. And Jesse still needed to, to be them. there. Help. For, for like anybody who could have won, I'm sure whoever else would have won probably would have needed to be there too. But Jesse. It was like always your ticket. Homie with grateful tattooed across his back. Yeah, he needed yeah. to be there for sure. And a sweet <laughs> smile. Like it's just like he had just like good vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It, it was good to see the Grateful Dead family out and about and like being dusty wooks and dancing and having fun and yeah. the shenanigans that go on at, at those things and just all the fun. And, and the trust that the Skull and Roses team had for us from the very beginning we took over their Instagram. We were as professional as we could be. We didn't overstay our welcome at any time in the back when, you know, things were getting a little busy or dicey. And to me, that means everything to me of how we conduct ourselves. Because I understand like when there's musicians or celebrities or any type of, you know, high profile person, um, you know, there's a lot of desire to be near that or to want to be around that energy. And I am grateful that we get to do it the way that we do, but I'm also very happy that we're all 
in that kind of like we're all conscious of we're all our conscious. space and not yeah. Yeah, be able space and our it, space yeah I was very proud of that because at certain points of the festival it started to get crazy back in that area mm-hmm. where you know and, and the people that are in this back area they do have like the passes staff or media or whatever and and it was still getting pretty hectic and so it was just kind of I I just felt really grateful like I said to be doing what we were doing and then to be able for all of us to just kind of be able to peel back and I I saw the funniest thing I've ever seen ever at a festival at this festival on the third night during Dark Star <laughs> um Dennis McNally had a table and a 10 by 10 set up stage uh stage, stage right and uh so he was just off the side of the stage at his own private table for him and his wife. And this area was where like it was considered backstage. So the only people that could be over there were like people with media passes or staff passes or artists. Well, I don't know what was going on, but (laughs) during dark star there was, it was just like wook heaven and there was like spinners and wooks all in Dennis's 10 by 10 dancing and spinning around his table and here's dennis mcnally in the middle of all of this cacophony of humanity and dreads spinning and dust flying and dark star in the middle of like a bomb ass plane in the band and dennis is sitting down in his chair on his phone scrolling through whatever just completely unimpressed with everybody dancing around him and looking just a little bit pissed off and it was so i was like that is the funniest shit i've ever seen and my god the stuff that that man has had to endure in his life on the road with the grateful dead the what he's seen and 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 bullshit that he's had to put up with and seen like this is just another day at the office and it, it i it made my heart happy it really did. those two <laughs> De- Dennis and Susanna make my heart happy every time I see them. I mean, you guys said it in 2019, and like looking at them, I think any couple would aspire to. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, to be like that when they get older. <clears throat> they're they're just they're so, so awesome and other. so caring. They know everybody's names. They remember them. I feel special every time they would say our names to mm-hmm. us. Like you know, they make a point of it. They make they make a point of making you feel welcome. They really and do. Special. That's very true. Um, I was able to get a little shot. I didn't post it, I don't think, but I will, of me and Susanna. And it was one of my highlights because she's just so sweet and so always, you know, she's busy getting pictures and entertaining and talking and then just to get have a little snippet with her. It was just really cool. And also, man, let's just say that the Oregon Grateful Dead Ooh, family. they showed up. Showed the fuck up there to that. They this, sure yeah, did show up. There was a lot of Oregon Vendors, there. dancers, media, all of it. Not just, but just the family. Yeah. Family, like the, from the woods. Yeah, Irish and Ann and Sponge Boys and Bryce and there was a few other, there was a few vendors. Yeah. Well, ran, ran and Karen, into the Sarah, dancing lady. Karen, all Karen shows up. Yeah, Rosie McGee. and everything. Oh, yeah. And her man, and yeah, that just, Oregon showed up to that festival, man, and it felt good. It felt like home. It did. It really, it really did. did. It, it made it feel even mm-hmm. more home-like. 
So, yeah. So, Aaron, so since we're doing a mini recap, what are a couple of your favorite, um, I don't know, days or acts or interactions or whatever? Um, I re- Okay. So we worked most of the time we were there. The only night off we had was the Saturday night. And, uh, but as far as fun goes, I had a blast talking to pink talking fish and you guys will hear that. That's that actually is going to probably end up being a standalone episode. We did 45 minutes with them and, uh, those guys are fucking hilarious. First of all, (laughs) yes, that was one of the most fun I've had doing an, an interview ever. And, um, getting to know those guys was super Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Throughout the rest of the festival. And then, um, I got to say talking to, uh, Jerry's middle finger, Mm. um, also was another highlight for me. They were so gracious and wonderful and, sweet to us and uh that conversation went super deep too and was really cool um yeah though those two that's like the the working part of the festival but like anytime i can run around with you at a festival is my favorite what yeah (laughs) what what dancing dancing at the abraxas bus at right before we left Mm -hmm. it's fucking great man i and just being silly with you, and that's my favorite. We were silly? Okay, we were serious the whole time. I was Except just, for that one time. I just couldn't remember. Yeah, the, we were silly <laughs> a lot. And <laughs> What? And Me? Silly? Hanging out with Jen and Brady. Yeah. And I'm done. Anybody else want to go? <laughs> Anybody else? Well. Because I'll just keep going. Yeah, it's hard to. Yes, it, you did a really good job, great. babe. Of that <laughs> was. Doing I censored the shit out <laughs> of that myself. That was. For, for, you got to say, you for really the are conductor, that was amazing that you kept it that short. Yep. Very well I did done. good. I'm proud of myself. Right on, babe. Pat on my back. Um. Okay. I will say my first. And okay, this is just with a caveat. Everything was my favorite. But. um. <laughs> The moment that I had with Helena after, I I can't recall if it was the same day or maybe the next day after we had talked to her and John from uh, Jerry's Middle Finger. And I just like started bawling and told her how grateful I was for her because she, we just had such a moment talking and I was able to share with them a really deep um, moment that happened during last Skull and Roses um, during he ain't give you anything and he ain't give you none. none. And, um, I was telling him about it and it was just after that interview, the next day we saw John Apple and I, and he was saying that he had gotten stopped by someone else that was telling them how amazing they, you know, like their set was for them and, and what they had done. And so, just really connecting with the two of them on Jerry's middle finger was a huge, like a heart hug for me. Like that's, that's what it felt like. It felt like just amazing. And, um, gosh, I, the Abraxas at the very end Mm. of the festival, you know, Katie, the coordinator, she was like, Hey, you know, do you guys want to go over and talk to Abraxas? Um, the burner community had this incredible bus shaped like a dragon 
and they are doing incredible things, humanitarian, humanitarian efforts, which you'll definitely hear about, but meeting Tim and glory and them talking to us and being on their bus and just feeling the energy that Tim has for helping and how emotional he was and wore his heart on his sleeve. It was so fucking inspiring. And for that to be the last interview that we did, it couldn't have like sealed it any sweeter. Mm-mm. It really Gave us couldn't that have. energy. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say was going, topping off that entire festival and then being able to go to my daughter's house and, and be with our babies. <laughs> oh my God. It just, it did something in such a way. It's like you, you, we worked hard all weekend. We didn't really take any breaks. We didn't really party too hard. And then we get to go home and have that kind of interaction with our grandbaby. And it just, yeah, it, it made the festival that much sweeter and it made what we did that much more special. Mm-hmm. All right, Apple, my your turn. Baby. My, my favorite thing, which I'm amazed I went third, and I know this is not it because I know it's a highlight for all of us, meeting Liz and Aaron from Aww. Grateful Dead Tarot. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that, that was amazing to get to know them. That uh, that's, two, that's like that's two sisters right there, yep. sisters for life. Just it was amazing to meet them. Um, I would say that the pink talking fish, was, was I, I lo- like I say, we, we loved everything, but talking to pink talking fish, and then talking to okay, talking to Cal afterwards because he's a sneakerhead and collects Nikes. And, and sneakerheads out there know what I'm talking about when you meet somebody else that gets it and knows things mm-hmm. about it. it. It was so fun connecting with them. Um, Jen and Brady, getting to see them all weekend. Our moments with them are always so special. And that being at a festival with Jenny getting the recognition for all of her work she puts into those beaded straps. Yeah. They're was amazing magical. and i really enjoyed the pizza at the, the rock the rock and pizza you did? <laughs> yeah i love that pizza really that, wow. yeah, that, yeah that thin crust like kind of burnt on the bottom <laughs> like oh i, I love that pizza but i mean it was it was all just so amazing i just do have and to then, say one last thing about scott from um catfish john that oh it, yeah. he, like we saw him several times after that during the festival and I just wanted to hug him every time like his what you'll hear the interview, but like he's just so thoughtful and he's in, got some of the kindest eyes. His yeah. eyes are so kind and soft and caring. That and whole like, band is super oh, cool. Yes. Yeah. And, and then the last thing I was going to is the, the, the last or, or no, it wasn't. Well, it was our last night there because we had it down Sunday. Um, getting to catch Sponge out in the lot, see yeah. Bri- Bryce doing his thing with the lights and, Chase, and, the, yeah. and the sound mixing and seeing them just crushing it until they got shut down because it started a little late. That 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 was amazing. And then heading off to, to L.A. early and having a great night there. And then uh, since we touched on that, when we woke up Monday morning, that was one of my favorite things I recorded and I did that on my phone, so they came out not shaky and everything. <laughs> when standing there in the living room, Aaron's playing his guitar, Mel and Jasper are just dancing away, and then Sid sat down at her drum kit, and this the the, the picture that yeah, the was in front of me with the windows looking out at Topanga Canyon, and it was one of those moments, and I hope I'm sure a lot of people have had it. 
It's like somebody should be recording this or taking yes. pictures as I'm standing there. Walk- so I took a bunch of video that 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 was a that was beautiful gold. moment. Thank you for, for doing us that. to head and to the air. It made LAX and the flight home and everything. Bearable. Everything was like digestible. It was great. No issues. Got home and wow, what a four days and we had. It, it's, yeah, <laughs> it, that's it, a great synopsis. It was on top of like a lot of news for the show and a lot of things happening within a really yeah. short amount of time. Oh yeah. We got news that we've been invited to peach and uh, we're going to the peach fest peach fest, and we're going to be podcasting live from peach with wow. 30,000 people there and in the bu- mountains with a water park and a bunch of other news that I can't get into yet that, you know, other stuff with other podcasts that we're working on. And just more like potentiality and movement and stuff happening for No Simple Road all at once. And then leaving to go to a festival and having the family there. And and, and the reception, and the that, reception we that we got. And how we were treated. And it was like on the third day, I remember Mel and I were like kind of hugging and we were standing at the rail. Oh. And that has to be one of our favorite moments too. And she was like, what do you think, babe? How do you feel? And about everything that's going on. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know how to feel right now. I don't know how to process this. Like I've never, this has never happened to me before. I don't, um, it's a lot. It's to be recognized in your community for doing a good job is huge to be recognized by the musical by the music business the festival business to reach <laughs> out huge. to us yeah. to ask us to come to a festival is fucking astounding thinking about sitting on the porch with a snowball usb microphone by myself <laughs> scared to do anything and talking and telling the story of going to my first grateful dead concert to that is like mind blowing and then all the other stuff that's going on, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I fucking feel. I'm so excited and so scared and so happy and all the emotions and, and so stressed and so not. And like, <laughs> yeah, you're I, a bundle of emotions. And I, I totally, that's all appropriate. The one last thing I do have to say that's my, my, this was my favorite because this was so unexpected, had nothing to do with a musician or artist or our work. It was Saturday night and there was some technical difficulties. And prior to us knowing what happened, we were still waiting. So we were just kind of all, you know, in the bowl waiting for something to happen. And, and Aaron and I just kind of like embraced and we're hugging and just kind of talking about what all those things that Aaron was saying about, you know, the peach and what's going on here and blah 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 and this guy comes over and taps us on the shoulder and was like hey you guys are awesome I can feel your love over here I it's it's palatable you know and Aaron and I are just hugging we weren't making out we weren't being frisky we weren't doing anything we were just kind of like embracing like kind of holding each other up, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, at that, at that point, yes. Yeah. But there was definitely lots of love in that embrace. And 
for this random guy. He comes over and and then he then he made himself known and we started talking to him and he is Steve? also from Oregon. Um yeah, I think it, it was the it guy Steve? with the beard. Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve. Okay. And it was just like for to be recognized for your love. Yeah, that's that to me is the thing I'm most proud of. Yeah, there's been Some, a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Yeah, lately. somebody stopped us to tell us that they felt and enjoyed yeah. our love. And so Steve, thank you for yeah, doing man. that. I'll never forget that. Either. That's cool. I, I didn't know yeah. that that's how that yeah, happened. How I, I thought he was a listener or something. No, he At, just well, freaking tapped our shoulder. And then, and then right that evening, did they, could we, none of us mentioned that. Russell, oh, you're fucking Russell. awesome, dude. Russell <laughs> popped up in front of us with a big smile and then ended up hanging out <laughs> all night. Favorite. That was and, the funnest on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, we had him. so much fun getting to know you, Russell. Russell hashtag you. Aaron loves you. From the great, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, I do. Yeah. From the Great Northern Special is the name yes. of his band, and they're listeners of the show. And I've been following them for a while. And Chantel, kill it, man! Great Northern Special's killing it, and Russell, you are a fine fucking human yeah. being, man. I had a blast talking about the universe and god and energy and magic and the ground and dirt and the sky and aliens and plants and you know what's music (laughs) the cool thing about what russell did well first of all like i loved his entry into apples and ice conversation it was like the wind pushed him but there was no wind and he just kind of like came into our space he did he breezed right right in front of us with a smile but his like it's what we always say like you're not bothering us come say hi if you see us come join the conversation come like be chill and Aaron was like talking to Steve I believe Mm -hmm. and then Russell comes like like I said blown in to me and Apple's like nonsense conversation and he made the entire rest of the night better yep just by him hanging out we hung out all evening and Mm -hmm. we're getting silly and serious and everything we said our goodbyes and then next thing you know we're out watching sponge in the lot and he like we like look over and he's over and he's like, oh, shit. Hey. It was funny. I was dancing to Sponge and I was like grooving finally. And and I thought to myself, man, I miss I, I wish Russell Russell was out here. And I turned around. He's standing right behind Boom. me. I was like, oh, fuck. Hey, what's up, man? Also, P.S. Russell, your hair game, facial and head are on fucking another on level. Point. On yeah, another level. Yeah. Follow those guys. Great Northern special. They are out of Laguna. Out of Laguna. Laguna Beach. You guys will dig them. So anyway, that's our that's our shebang. For our this our week. short and I sweet. Say, and I got one last <laughs> thing. I, got, I love my wallet. I, oh, I got a wallet from Sa- La- oh, Sailor. The Lost Sailor beads. leather. Thank you for what like, is it? giving La- me something sweet too. What is it? Sailor. Lost Sailor. Lost Sailor. Lost Sailor. Lost Sailor. Yeah. I said it. You can check them out. I, I wanted one for a while. I, I purchased one a lot. I love it. Yeah, man. You'll you'll hear the full recap yeah, in the coming weeks, man. Yes, you guys. That's just a scratch in the surface. You guys, yeah. stick with me here. I recorded so much audio. I I have to like unload the recorder, name every file, listen to all of it, and figure out how to put it together into an episode, and go to MSG for four and go to fish. fish. So please, well, you guys are going to be gone for six days. Please, six, please give me give me a, a few minutes mm-hmm. to get this together. I promise well, it'll be worth the wait. It's going to be great because when you hear it, it's going to be around that time you're going to be going to your festivals. So this is a perfect accompaniment for you to take along with you. Let me let me say that again. Mel and I are going to New York to go see fish. Whoop-dee-whoop. 
Well, Happy of, birthday, baby! All our, lists, all our listeners, like a lot, all most of our listeners, pay close attention. You probably saw some of the live stuff, the stuff we were posting. You got a taste of it. You got a little bit of yeah. recap here. Of Skull yeah, we Roses try to do a good story. A lot more to come. Mm-hmm. I had a listener. Somebody DM'd me or an email or something, and said I paid attention. I wasn't able to go to Skull and Roses, but I watched your coverage of it and. At times, it made me feel like I was there. Oh, right on. And I was like, fuck yeah, we're doing our job. That's exactly what we want. We want you to feel like you're there and to get the highlights and to get the, you know, the sappy stuff and the exciting stuff. So, hey, (laughs) Darwin has a bed in here and... He's like a cat. He like, like fluffed his pillow. Yeah, he sure did. He <laughs> but just, he's not happy. Look at him. The way he laid down, he is not content with what he just did, really. That no. was the funny. I don't see him do that often. I, he does that every night. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> that was so fussy. The, the coming weeks are going to be action-packed. Like I said, Mel and I are going to be gone. Where um, are we going? To, to fish. <laughs> where, where are you? That's fucked up. Why didn't you invite me? I didn't know anything about it's this until just now. Your um, birthday was in November, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's for New Year's, so don't it's worry my about New Year's it. Birthday in November in April. Shut up. No, I'm so happy you guys are going. This was this had to be. Thank God we get, to, we get to Thank see God the Grateful Dead tarot girls all over again, oh, which I'm yeah. so stoked for. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to party with those. I'm two. more jealous of that than the fish yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> so that and. But there'll be episodes coming out. We'll set up an episode to come out while we're gone. And uh, dude, we got interview with the Kitchen Dwellers this weekend. We have Mike Dubois coming in the coming weeks for you guys. We've got, let's see, what else do we have? Apple, help me out, man. We got Mountain Oh, yeah, Mountain <laughs> That was so fun. We got Cabinet. Pa- Pappy. Pappy from Cabinet Pappy coming. Pappy from Cabinet. Um, and I have some other stuff in the works. And then guys. the Skull and Roses. Yeah, so... so. Stay tuned for some goodness from the No Simple Road crew and uh, oh my keep goodness. an eye out for us out there in reality because reality is back and so are we. Yeah. Is that what they mean by oh my goodness? We got a lot of goodness coming. Oh my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> we love you guys. Oh, wait. We need to discuss the meanings of shenanigans, hoot nanny, ho down. Oh. Okay. And, I did uh, say uh, hoot nanny was um, a party with folk music. Okay. All right. We'll be back next week. I promise. With more stuff and things. And things. And remember yeah. to hydrate. And take care of each other. Love one another. Stranger. Most importantly, love yourself and take care of yourself. Because if yeah. you don't, you're not you're not really able to help other people as much as you can. Yeah. Be wow. good to you. Yeah. Hug yourself. You know, be good. If you hug yourself too much, then it gets weird. But, you know. Not if you're if alone. You make it weird. That's true. It's only as weird as you make it. I guess that's, that's yeah. this week's that's, yeah. moral story. It's only as weird as you make it. Thanks. We'll be back next week. We love you guys. <laughs> we love you all. Peace.
here. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.